and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we're going back in time with a script that was totally unproduced for, well, there's many reasons involved why it did kind of not get produced, but um, like many kind of neat things lost in time, it's like, it's fun to go back and look at what could have been at some point, you know? And in this one, we decide, let's do the Justice League Mortal script, the one that would have been, well, came out, I think, 2007, 2008. So they're shooting for a movie, I think, 2009, 2010. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think they're aiming for 2009 or 10. Yeah. Uh, So this was going to be, because here's the thing. When this came out, and I'll be honest, I wasn't, I mean, I was still big into movies, but I didn't really know names off the top of my head as well as others. So they're saying, well, George Miller will be directing this Justice League movie coming out. And just, you know, people just having a fucking bias. They're just like, oh, well, what George Miller direct? Um, Happy Feet? Like, oh, that is fucking stupid. They didn't feel the need to bring up, oh, he also made Mad Max. So One, like, two, me- three at that time period. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was just like, wait, what? They're, they're getting the guy who made Happy? This is also when you're like, you're a little younger. You're in your, I was in my early 20s, so I was way more like, I was still had a little bit of that, like, how do I put it? You're kind of like the, like, I need to be like Leonard Malton to be a little bit more, like, cynical towards things and judge things a little yeah, bit more harshly. a little bit, especially when it's like, you know, so like... <laughs> I love to say, it's like, how many kids are like, you know what, I need to be more like Leonard Malton. Well, not like kids' kids. You're like talking like 21, 22. saying it like that, though. <laughs> like, how like, many... How many 12-year-old kids are, like, reading, like, Leonard Malton guides just going off that, like, living by it? Yeah. <laughs> That, that that guide was kind of like a, a sort of a bible for a while there that Leonard Malton movie guide I use that you, to find all sorts of movies then you come across it like you're like uh, Blade Runner why does Blade Runner only have a one Leonard Malton what, what's wrong with Blade Runner there's always like there, there's three movies I found in the 80s that all have they have a one and a half and they're all movies that I think are like pure perfect and Leonard Malton gives them a one and a half and that's Blade Runner um, Scarface the 80s one and uh, Roadhouse. I'm like, oh, okay, Leonard. He must have just been an off day. That's all I can assume. He gave Cowboy Bebop a three, so that was cool. Yeah. But a three out of four. But then, you know, it's like, well, yes, you can't get them all. And then he's like, Dark, I remember the one that got to bring it back to DC Comics. He says, like, Dark Knight, he only gave it like a two out of four. And it was one of those things, suddenly in a non-futuristic city, unlike the first one, I'm like, Dude, I mean, I know that you see a lot of movies, but they were in the ghetto. They're in like the, they're in the that part of town in the in the first one. They go to the other part of Gotham. Okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones. Like, I feel like it probably is that thing. If you watch so many movies, it just happens. You just you just have an off day, yeah. and it's just like fuck it. He said some shit like. He, uh, Ledger gave an amazing performance, but it's almost too dark and too. Too dark and too sinister to really enjoy. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's the Joker. I could watch a whole movie with him stabbing people in the eye with pencils. Yeah. Well, I have weird. two and a half hours of just that. Yeah. yeah those Not are... even directed by Eli Roth. Yeah, exactly. And I, but I'll take the I'll take the Eli Roth Batman movie. That sounds amazing. I, didn't, I never even put two and two together, but now hearing that out loud, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I sold. He likes, I I could see him being like he either likes Batman. He's either a big fan of Batman or he's just like weird, like Quentin Tarantino. Like, you know, he's never a big fan of Batman. I always liked Marvel's The Master of Kung Fu. Or, you know, I can see yeah. Luke Cage. Luke Cage makes sense. But I can see him just liking the weird, oddball shit, you know? I, I can see that too. 
Um, but, actually, um, really quickly, speaking cool. of comics, I just wanted to say this because I know I'd forget if I didn't say it right now, but um, I got Pizza Boys Issue 7 finally out, and you can get that on Comic Central and Amazon Kindle, and I thought I should just mention that before it got too late. Well, this is a very comics-heavy podcast and a very, in a way, comics-heavy episode, so... Um, and I read it. That was pretty good. I won't stay on it too long, because I know we're going to... Because we got to try... Because um, I don't want to give too much away... But I'll say this, your character you did, without without spoiling it, the character you did for that, like, Smokey the Bear slash, don't, like, give uh, a hoot, Woodsy don't Owl. Owl, Woodsy <laughs> Owl, the thing you did for that, really, that new character you made, where it's this guy who works the fire station but never leaves, like, never, never takes off the mascot suit, and he's almost like the guy <laughs> commanding everything, <laughs> something about that, I, I think you made a really funny character that's, like, not even trying to be funny, it's just, like... <laughs> Because he says and does some, like, weird, creepy things, but he always has, like, this wide-eyed <laughs> smile on the outfit. Well, because it's like a mascot, so I feel like it's like the eyes are never going to change. The mouth's just always going to have that slightly open look. But you do a good job, like, just certain, some, something about it's just always off-putting. And without spoiling what it is, I thought the homage you make with that owl is probably one of the funniest parts <laughs> of the whole book. But it's also, the thing I like about that issue is... You do a good. It's interesting because it doesn't focus on the pizza boys. It's almost outside perspective, looking in at them and kind of critiquing them. Is also addressing the town itself. So I think that was an interesting, uh, interesting way to go about it. Yeah, it's like kind of like the outside perspectives on the whole boys and so on. And then the secondary story is, of course, it's like a Cisco one where he's going around collecting all like the service hats of the world and saying, hey, wait a second, I can get coupons and discounts if I wear veterans hats and army hats and police hats and so on. Just doesn't seem far off from the real Cisco. <laughs> no, is this a free coupon? You know, he's going to take that. <laughs> But no, I, no, I had that... fun with that. I'm finally glad that's kind of done, which just only means i got to finish up the next one before I can put the next graphic novel together. One of those things. One of those things. Looking forward to the next one. Because so some of it's like, I mean, this one wasn't like, I wasn't like, uh, neither, well, neither, like, well, I, I could say this, like, neither of our characters, my character wasn't a big part of this one, which I understand, because that's one of those things you can't, you know, be in all of them. But at the same time, so I, I couldn't really... Well, our, I our characters were the main star of the last two, so that's why they Yeah, ready. yeah. But there, there's, like, those ones where you're a part of it, so you kind of like, oh, I remember this time when this happened. So this was interesting for me because I didn't know where it was entirely going because I did... I, I wasn't... It wasn't based on anything that you and I were involved with. Uh-huh. So for those who are just tuning in, Spencer makes a comic that's lightly inspired off, you know, late high school, early college... Yeah, here. but that, without it being like a college like saint themed comic or anything like that. No, yeah, it just kind of has all stories of life that just you just take you turn them to eleven. You know, one yeah, of those and, things. And, and then we well, yeah, that, that's probably came out like conceded for a second. It was like this would not have me in it. So wasn't as good. <laughs> so I mean, like that. Good. But, I mean, the, need me to I, be on I, the cover. I wasn't even on the cover this time. What the fuck? Well, those one of those things like when looking at it, when looking at it, it's like when you see yourself in it, you kind of like, all right, well, I'm in this. It's going so in this direction. Well, no, 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 not even that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's really good. What would you do? I just fucking took Dunny out of it. <laughs> a fucking speed bump. No, um, no. Um, well, I notice because. If I'm in, I'm like, well, I know what I know the what what he would write for that character or that version of me. So it's kind of like interesting. So it's like I've kind of an, and plus it's lightly based off uh, 
real life events to an extent, to a do to an extent. So I'm like, oh, he's gonna bring this up. Oh, that motherfucker! He totally brought that up. And then, but so this one, since I didn't know what to expect, since some of it I was like, okay, yeah, I remember that time with Cisco. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. One of those ones. But um, but yeah, if you want, check out Pizza Boys. That's Pizza Boys with a Z. As I said, you can find that on Comic Central and Amazon Kindle. And, you know, I'll be getting up on Comixology when that comes. That, that just kind of comes when it does. It, that takes mm-hmm. its sweet time. I feel like that's that's the shit-in job that you get if you want to go work at Comixology. They're like, oh, put together these indie people's comics. Get to it whenever you feel like it. It's not that important. They're not you know, they're not Batman, they're not real Superman, people. so it ain't that important. Let's just say it right <laughs> here and there. <laughs> oh, going back to Pizza Boys just for a second. I also really like how you, even though it's it's Kyle, it's, it's a Cisco centric. You really gave Kyle a moment, and I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you, you see the side of Kyle you don't see in any of the previous books. Side that we both know is there, but yeah. people reading the free were like, oh. Kyle can do that? Oh, I didn't know Kyle could do that. Yeah, it definitely adds more dimension to Kyle to kind of go along with it, let alone also adding a bunch to, like, Audrey is too, who's in there, which the next one actually is sort of, well, it's got all five of us in it, but um, I guess I feel like it comes from, like, the main character perspective of Kyle for Pizza Boys issue eight. Okay, I'll be interesting. Well, I'm, from what you told me, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like something Kyle would have dragged us to. So it, it, it's, it's literally a Kyle dragging you into it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's going there to fuck something, so, and then sure enough, yeah. I'm guessing, but we'll see what happens. It's got that cast. So I, I was writing a scene the day where it's like what Kyle was talking about. Like, do you remember like the fucking parties at the Y? Like, they were so cool. They were so great. When Kyle does it, it feels like it's like a Motley Crue music video where he's just like having the greatest time and he's like dressed like Stifler or something like that, you know? And he's like up on like the truck. He's like, I'm like singing like Motley Crue songs and stuff top of his lungs, like, you know, hanging out with all kinds of girls and so on. And then it just cuts to like Cisco. So, you know, actually, this, let me tell you how it actually was. <laughs> just because it's really like not that exciting looking, looks really boring. Kyle's still having a hell of a time, but it's not the same reaction that he thought he was getting. <laughs> he's just he's up singing karaoke, but he's the only one singing. Everybody else is like, God, would that guy shut up? Why is he singing at the top of his lungs out of his truck? You know? He's singing Guar fucking an animal. Uh, I literally put the like the throwing the darts at the broken dartboard. <laughs> It's like, 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 did you ever think it was kind of weird that they just dropped off a dartboard here, like in the middle of the woods? Like, I don't know. It's like the same thing with this couch that they got sitting here too. They just dropped their trash off, and we're here. We are throwing darts at the broken dartboard. <laughs> a matter of time for that made it into something. So, it, it's it's all working its way there, and so on, and it all takes place during the snow, pretty much, except for I guess the flashbacks. There's like flashbacks in it, flashbacks and memories, those kind of things. But uh, I try to keep it somewhat simple. I'll see what it turns out to be. I'm not too sure. Well, I look forward to reading it, and, episode, and Issue seven's really good. So, yeah. Issue 7. Issue 7's out there for any and all who wanted to go and grab that. But um, going back to 2007, look at all ramps, do the Justice League Mortal Script. The Justice League, where it actually has, like, almost all the Justice League people in it just right off the bat. You know, it's not like one of those ones, like, we're going to build up to it. It's like, fuck it, we're there. You know what I mean? Like, this is the thing, too, when I read this script, I'm like... It feels like there was, like, literally, like, previous movies beforehand, but there wasn't previous movies beforehand, but I almost like how they just, you know, treat it that way. Well, I think that's in some way a strength. In other ways, I think it's kind of clunky. And it's not... I I think there's totally... Because people gave DC a lot of shit for trying to jumpstart their universe. And part of me kind of understands that. Another part of me, though, is like, no, there's a way to do it. Maybe they didn't hit all the right notes. But, I mean... 
you already saw Marvel build it up over the course of 10 years. So I feel like just watching them slowly build everything up again, like we're going to form a team, you know, like that kind of thing. I feel like people kind of see a lot of that coming. So I can understand trying to jumpstart it and trying to move it along a little quicker. But at the same time, they didn't really hit all the right notes and they did. They had some weird choices here and there. Uh, this one... Because the, the, initially what they were trying to do was just open up a Justice League movie and they're going to finish up Dark like Dark Knight Universe is going to be its own separate thing. And you're going to have this and then every character would get their own film franchise branched off through this. And I don't think that's a bad idea, but I mean, the script, I'll say, it feels kind of awkward because the storyline they're picking for it, Tower of Babel, which is one of the heavy inspirations for it. It seems kind of like a weird first choice for a script because most of the characters are like incapacitated or fucked up before they have a chance to throw a punch. And that goes on for like roughly like the first half, some characters until the third act. Yeah, it's an interesting one, but it's still pretty cool all at the same time kind of going into it but uh, yeah it's the weird to me i just thought it was the weird ones like oh that's actually kind of a ballsy choice to, and this is probably why it's just a script and never turned to a movie is the fact that like oh you just kind of jump in there like this is how i always feel superhero movies should be because i look at a lot of characters i kind of go like you know what they're sort of timeless classics that i think everybody kind of has an idea everybody kind of has an idea who batman is they have an idea who superman is and it goes the same thing with marvel you know spider-man captain america and so on like, this is always kind of like, I like this way, it's where it's like, boom, we're starting off right off the bat, we got the Justice League here, they're all here to party, we're gonna have a fucking good time, and then we can might have some solo movies as time goes on, instead of, like, the Marvel very slow build-up, which I know, granted, everybody seems to like the Marvel slow build-up, but, um, I kind of like this thing, how it's just like, boom, it's all here, like, you what, you don't know who Green Lantern is? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, guess what? There, there was another Green Lantern? He's dead. Oh, you didn't know that? Well, there's a memorial park for him. Go fuck yourself. It's just like, oh, okay. That's the tagline for the movie. Justice League Mortal. Don't know who this is? Go fuck yourself. I just like the idea. One of the Green Lantern's dead. There's a memorial park for him. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Standing next, like, there's this whole, like, um... Alex Ross style, like inspired picture of all of them standing there, arms on their hips, and then Justice League Immortal. <laughs> One of the Green Lanterns died. There's a memorial park for him. Go fuck yourself. See, this is. Are we sure about that? That seems a little aggressive for the first movie. Oh, don't worry. It's going to raise a lot of questions, but it's going to sell a lot of tickets. <laughs> Well, really, really, in Alex Ross, it seems like almost if you wanted to like give this movie like one of those like seventies kind of style of posters, like Alex Ross would probably do a pretty sweet one for like you know a Justice League movie instead of going with like the live action characters or always just you know someone's face. Because that's always mm-hmm. the weird thing you think about with like so many movie posters. Like when you really look at a movie poster, it tells you almost nothing about a movie. It's just someone's face mostly, just kind of looking. Maybe they're looking stern. Maybe they look confused. Maybe they're kind of looking to the side. Maybe they got a gun up to their like face. So you're like, oh, there must be action then if there's a case. You know, it's so weird how posters sometimes are designed. Well, Alex Ross, his art style, it reminds me a lot of. Well, I mean, makes sense because he did the uh, what you call it. He did. Um the Flash Gordon cover, but he seems like somebody who would have done, because it's it's that very dynamic, it's like superhero characters is what he does, he's, a, he's an art comic book artist, but it's very dynamic and very realistic looking outfits. And the thing is, 
I'm surprised he didn't really get him to do more like posters of like those illustrated posters you see like in a lot of movies from the 80s or Steven Spielberg movies, something like that. Yeah, and people, it's, it kind of has a comeback because it seems like every couple months I see another movie that has that kind of retro style poster. Like the Johnny Knoxville movie last year had that type of poster to it, you know. Um, I, I know. Just, um, <laughs> like I, I know. Weird, it's like the weirdest one. Let me tell you which one had that poster last. Alex, there's a job here. The, the Johnny Knoxville movie. You should have been on it. Where were you? <laughs> well, I know he had the, whatchamacallit, he had the. Um, Ready Player One, that makes sense. That movie's meant to be like a throwback. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at his stuff long enough, you'll see stuff. I mean, it's still comic. Like, you'll see Red Sonia or Spawn or something like that. But usually it's Marvel and DC and whatnot. But anyway, uh, get, uh, reading this, though, I got a lot of imagery of his artwork. That's what a lot of it came to mind. Maybe because there's a little bit of inspiration of Kingdom Come. Because mm-hmm. when it opens up, there's a funeral going on. And we see it's like, that... It's like S. Every- yeah, it's well. Here's the thing. I mean, and this isn't so much a me complaint about the story. It's me just, I don't know. Now that we're doing kind of like a little bit more script focused episodes, you see different script writing styles, and I get kind of like after a while, you have like the whole like as if it's like a like it's not a narrator. But you have the stage direction, S, the most popular, well-known letter of this universe. Coming in, we see Superman flying through Metropolis, almost weightless, but no one's there. Like, that kind of, like, you know, just He's flying. Very... He has no pants on. It's one of those dreams. <laughs> what are they going to do about it? He's Superman. <laughs> so, well, it's like, you know, you have that dream when you wake up, this, you come to school with no clothes on. Superman has that same dream flying around Metropolis. It's like literally that level of P- of I don't know because some, some, it's like one of those things that we were going off over the Jurassic Park script. It was just like suddenly they busted, bam, 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 swoom, swam, shot. There's a lot of that kind oh, of shit in this script too. Comes out of me. He goes up, he kicks him in the balls, like oh! just like very intense. And this has a lot of that in it too. So I mean, the, the story isn't bad. I mean, there's some weird choices in it, but I was just it's kind of like a lot of that kind of direction. I feel like I'm being a really negative bitch on this episode so far. <laughs> yeah, only. Shit, fucking Kieran Maloney or Maroney and fucking Michelle Maroney are getting like fucking pissed off already because these are the people that wrote it. They're like, fuck, geez, you, you haven't even got into the, you, you got to the letter S and you're already talking smack. I guess it's one of those things, I don't know, I'm just like, let's just read the stage direction, let's just read the thing, let's get, you know, if I want to read a novel, I'll read a novel, I guess that's my thought process. At the same time, though, maybe it's some shit to kind of like, these producers, they're all, they're all coked out, you need something to grab their attention. Yeah, well, I feel... It's that kind of thing, it's like, you sort of, I guess if you're pitching a script, you sort of need that in there. It's a little bit different than Mm -hmm. if you're just kind of like making a movie and you're kind of there to explain it to people and fill it in. Because sometimes I always feel like, you know, like I like to have just that little bit of like, you know, to explain what a scene is, but like not so much it feels like, yeah, once it starts to turn into like a novel, I feel like, okay, now I feel like I'm going to a different format here. But um, this one's (laughs) not too bad, but it is definitely a little bit more wordier than a normal script, I will say. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, not really a bad thing, though. I mean, it still kind of works. I mean, I, I guess it's one of those things, like something like uh, Robert Rodriguez script. Like I read the Planet Terror scripts that that book you have actually. Oh yeah, and just through that, and you know, he'll have like some kind of um, he'll have a little bit of extra flourish in there, kind of like suddenly we realize what, what's with the jar jar of uh, what looks like pickled. What was it? There's probably cuts the dude's balls off. He has like a jar yeah, of it looks like, like pickled balls. Yes, it's like it looks like pickled something. We should realize what those are. So it's one of those kind of things. Like 
it's like okay, all right, you know, he's it, he doesn't like beat you over the head, or it's like what's his name, another guy who's really I think, um, God, what's his name? I'm trying to blank on his name. He's one like one of the best uh, like uh, lethal weapon. Um, oh, uh, fucking uh, Jack Black. The Jack Black. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, oh Shane Black. <laughs> Shane Black. Shane Black. <laughs> a few pounds less, a few pounds off. Like shave a few pounds off him. Yeah, yeah. But Shane um, Black. Well, it's that sort of thing because I think that's always the weird thing too about scripts is like they're technically they're not really meant for like general purpose like reading. It's meant more for like just a bunch of people standing around the camera knowing what the hell's going on. I, that's like that's how I kind of always feel. So sometimes there's some mm-hmm. of those things where it's like okay, I, I know it's just there to sort of explain what the hell's going on. And then there's some people it's like I feel it's got that sort of novel sense. Like they're almost like hey, if this script doesn't make it, I'm fucking put into a book and selling it go fuck yourself guys pretty much so it opens up there's a funeral going on and it gets across that uh we see like just images like flashes and corners of like different superheroes we don't know who it is but we know that batman's not there so it's like oh yeah it's like, was, it's like where it says like the s it's like s you know it's like it's a single letter just one out of 26 in the alphabet well, maybe the most iconic letter on her. Fuck that noise. She comes swinging by like a spray can, just a big old B across the S. You only letter that really fucking matters. Yeah, bite my bitch. And yeah, Batman's one letter. It's taking over for B. <laughs> yeah, it ain't B anymore. It's just Batman now. So when kids are in school, they go, A, Batman, C. C. <laughs> So ends up what ends up happening is they get they uh, then just jumps back a few days previous. Apparently, world peace was just reached. Wonder Woman is giving a speech at the UN, like, "Hey, look what I did! Aren't I fucking awesome? I made world peace. I did it. I got the award." It's like, oh, I will. Oh, me, she just started, me. She started getting to the middle of street acting up there now, and she got an award in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the, uh, um... <laughs> that was, like, the post where it's like, I did it! I said yes! I said yes! I am so proud! I will never do another thing in my life again because I said yes! We did all the work, but I said yes. <laughs> I said yes, though. Who said yes? You didn't say yes. <laughs> did you? No, I asked we- I asked you to say yes. <laughs> and I did! <laughs> Look at me! You should be grateful! <laughs> uh, so, um, going on to this... And then we cut back, we see, uh, I think this is actually out of Kingdom Come. Isn't that Planet Krypton food chain? Isn't that in Kingdom Come, actually? God, is that? It's been, I haven't read that book in a long time. There's a part when they go in and they're just like, are you serious? Like, when they, they all, they all, they're all out of, they're all out of suit. But they're like, are you serious? And they go into, like, some tacky superhero-themed restaurant. It's literally supposed to be, like, Planet Hollywood, but Planet Krypton. And I just love it. It's like, hey, welcome to Planet Krypton. We're gonna take you order. And it's like, for some reason, this is, like, Flash's favorite fucking hangout. And they get across he has high metabolism, so he eats really quickly, so... I do like how they get I, that, because you don't see that, like, really in too many, like, Flash incarnations other than the comic book. And I guess they, the, they, the TV show has it. The comic book and the cartoon... Does the TV show, is he always eating a lot? I don't think the TV show eats a whole lot. Uh, he does in that one. I mean, like, maybe not all the time, but enough that you know that that's there. I guess I haven't seen the new TV... I haven't seen the CW one in a while, so I don't remember if he eats a whole lot, but, um... Yeah, I haven't seen it since, like... I only saw the first two seasons, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen it since season three, roughly. But anyway, um... So, going on from there, we then see, like, we cut back to Denver, Colorado, which I think he actually already might be in that area. 
and Martian Manhunter, who is John Jones in his own, uh, his own, uh, in his alter ego, he's on a crime scene and he's trying to figure something out. He's trying to figure out, like, he goes somewhere and there's like the most weirdest random thing. There's like a weird seahorse thing in a jar. He opens it up. <laughs> It spits something on him. He just immediately like, catches oh, fire. Oh, so. Jesus! Oh, fuck it. Then it! I don't know what it is. His first reaction is to get in his car and try to drive home. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was the part that was like so weird. It's like he's on fucking fire. He's on. He's just flaming, burning out. And he's like, oh, shit. You know what I got to do? I got to make it fucking home. Well, you th- he's Martian Manhunter. You think he'd just fly, but he's just like, no, let me get in the fucking car. He's driving like 90 miles per hour, and all I picture is Martian Manhunter fucking driving down the road, 90 miles per hour, flames shooting out. He's looking like fucking Ghost Rider going down the road. Well, there's a, I mean, there's the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, and it's the movie's not that great, but there's the part where there's the chicken who's always on fire, and just stand there and, and there, it's like always on fire when they walk in a room just on fire screaming. I just kind of imagine that. Oh, I gotta say this really quickly just because I passed part or I went past this part. I love how like when Flash is in like the restaurant or whatever and it talks about like all the staff there. It's like it's like the Green Lantern waitresses and you know the Wonder Woman waitress. And then there's the Aquaman busboys. <laughs> and then there's a Martian Manhunter tens bar. Not just anything, just a Martian Manhunter tens. Well, I think that even might be a reference to uh um, Dark Knight Strikes Back because Martian Manhunter was the bartender for all the superheroes that go. Was, there's that old secret. Oh, that's right. There's that old secret bar that Jimmy Olsen would go and, like you know, pick picket minds of the old superheroes. They always talk about Batman and yeah. So oh, that was kind of a cool little reference. I'm assuming maybe that's just a little coincidence, but yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Well. Uh... Yeah, that's a good one right there. I mean, that one. They know their. Oh, I'll say this: they know their DC history in this. They make a lot of. They make a lot of interesting pulls. Oh yeah, they they totally do, and so on. And um, but um, I guess yeah, going back to uh, Martian Manhunter driving down the road at ninety miles per hour on fire, and so on. And then it's like I think what it does is just, it like it keeps cutting back to like Barry and Iris like at that like they really need to get across this like they're like shit we might be able to sell some of these planet Kryptons this make sure you get that in the script quite a few times like if they're gonna eat anywhere it's a planet Krypton nobody goes to any other restaurant anymore we we're really banking on this like Bubba Gump style promotion <laughs> yeah exactly that's so what it feels like because they go to this place a lot and Barry's always there like literally like later on the story the staff kind of knows them yeah it's like they do it's stuff. And they're like, oh, that's okay. He's like, yeah, high metabolism, you know me. <laughs> hey, you in the Flash costume, make it snappy. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Bet you haven't. Gonna hear it again tomorrow. Oh! <laughs> it's like Norm from Cheers. Just everyone knows him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Iris is always like, shit, here comes the guy from the OC. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Iris. That's who was gonna play him originally. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> they have like an interesting roster of like all the people that's gonna it, play. It was... Adam Brody, who is going to play Flash, and uh, which it's it's not. I it's, I can kind of see after being Adam Brody here, and he's Barry Allen. Like that's a, that's different. But here and they're going to start with him, uh, kind of see how eventually they get to Ezra Miller. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess you can kind of see how that goes, and you know. And yeah, they, they, then they had like I don't even know who this guy is, but the DJ Cotrana, which just sounds like DJ Cortana, like almost like if that's like Cortana's like side gig and like Halo. I'm, 
Yeah, she, who knows? Yeah, I mean, she, she, it's probably easy for her to mix tunes and beats and samples and all that. Yeah. She, she get away with copyright shit. She knows all, how to hack through all that. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to have a problem there. You know who that guy was, I think? I think that was the guy. Remember we went to go see um, G.I. Joe 2? Okay. Don't ask me how I know this. He's like the one guy with zero, like, if for his, instead of a personality, he knew parkour. He's that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, I was looking there, like, um, some of these things, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I'm like, it's like, oh, he's in Windfall. I'm like, what the fuck is Windfall? Yeah, you know, because he, he was like, man, I'm in this G.I. Joe movie, and really, it's it's okay. I mean, my I don't really have a whole lot to do other than parkour, and that's mostly the stunt guy. But you know what? <laughs> Justice League is going to come through. Yeah, this is just banking on that Justice League one. Superman all the way. That's got to suck, because this movie got canceled just a few, like, weeks before production. So that's got to suck to know, like, I'm fucking Wonder Woman, or I'm fucking Batman, or I'm the motherfucking Superman. Just know you're that close. And, like, yeah, yeah, Warner Brothers got cold feet. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah. That's what's happening, and so on. Well, that's it. I was almost Wonder Woman. So now whenever, like, a new one of these movies comes out, they're just like, fuck. I don't need to remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet you it's kind of like hard to go see another one. But uh, whatever, Barry's back at his <laughs> local hangout. Like, you know what I mean? I'm surprised it's like he's here. And it's like, it kind of goes to show that Barry has sort of like, he knows of like the Just League. And it's like he like sort of worked with him like as like a freelance contractor once. But like, he's not really pals yet. Well, the Justice League's not a thing. They're all aware of each other. And they all might kind of, either they know of each other or they maybe bump shoulders once or twice yeah but the justice league is not a thing yet well i guess it just seems like it's like batman wonder woman superman like all aquaman they all have like you know regular card game nights and so on barry just... i wouldn't say that i'd say they just seem like they just kind of know of each other like superman and wonder woman definitely know each other they definitely know each other and and it seems like aquaman's like he's like well i like the princess but she likes guys who can fly yeah Prince it. Well, that's what I like. It's like, Aquaman's like, fuck off. Well, we'll get there when we get to that point, I guess. We're, we're jumping ahead mm-hmm. already. But, um, <laughs> whatever. Back to, you know, like, now it's going to cut from, like, Barry Allen at the restaurant back to, like, Martian Manhunter driving 90 miles per hour in his car. Once again, I don't know why he's driving in a car on fire. <laughs> I'm just like, the, we're like, we got to sell a toy off this. Let's just sell <laughs> We got the Remember Batmobile. the incredible Let's crash dummies? Well, shit, we got a Martian Manhunter version now. Spray paint that shit green. <laughs> and then it cuts back. Then it's like, next it's like, till we get to like Brother Eye, it's like outer space, and there's like a satellite floating around. And then it's like deep, deep in the dark undergrounds of Batman. And he's just sitting there like, he's like, oh, it describes like the massive computer of 10-foot video monitors. He's unshaven, feet up, beer in one hand. <laughs> Dick in the other. <laughs> <laughs> on the screen he's like, there's an image of Barry and Iris in <laughs> just just like one image of Barry biting into a burger on a loop like yeah just, yeah, just going down then he's scared by Alfred coming in like, oh fuck that's the way just the guests have been waiting for the last three hours upstairs two of them the have already draft. huffed the couch <laughs> I'm not cleaning it tomorrow. That is your job. You can never pay me enough to clean that one. I have to knock first, Alfred. Fuck! Just adjusting his pants. 
shit. It's like, well, get get in there. It's like, you're going to have to take the bat suit off. Oh, God, take the, I'll take it off in the elevator. This fucking bullshit. It's like, Master Bruce, you got to shave. Oh, shave too. Whatever. Fucking birthday parties. Help me shave. Fucking shit. Took I go back to watching food porn. <laughs> yeah. I was watching Barry Allen <laughs> eat a burger, corn dog, six wings, a pie. Shit, he was going to town on this. Iris only had a chicken cob salad. And Barry ate half of it. <laughs> you just gotta just be like, alright, uh, first notes on the draft, on the first draft. We ultimately like it, but why is Batman jerking off to them eating lunch? I don't. I think that it's trying to start off with something new. You know, you said everyone has their own Batman. This one's mine. <laughs> yeah, and we decided you have a beer in one hand. Coincidentally, this Keaton, has nothing to do with that drunk Batman that appeared on YouTube. I, th- I think Keaton. He's really the. Um, he's kind of the Batman that evolves to whatever situation. Like he's void of a personality, but he just kind of evolves. Like he's analyzing everything. Val Kilmer is a little bit more of the loof Batman. Clooney is, well, he's fucking Clooney. Bale, he's more the anguish, more angry Batman. Our Batman, he's gonna be the food porn kind of Batman. <laughs> that's, that's the new look we're going for. Yeah. It relates to this audience of 2009 when it comes out. These kids, you gotta, you gotta catch their attention with something. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? With all this new ground shit and stuff going on, if you don't got somebody jerking off in the corner, kids ain't going to watch it. It's true. No, um, though then he goes up there, and then Maxwell Lord, who's going to be played by Bay Bar- by Jay Baruchel. Huh. Uh, yeah, I know, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, which I can kind of see, like, starting with Jay Baruchel from Maxwell Lord, and then leading into, like, oh, look, Jesse Eisenberg and Lex Luthor. I can kind of see how that thought process led to that. Yeah, you can kind of see how these things sort of come to, like, later. It's kind of just like that Jurassic Park script that we read, you know? You kind of read it, and you kind of go, well, I see where all the, like, a lot of these things were kind of, like, pulled from to go for Jurassic Park 4 and 5, you know what I mean? And that's kind of how this script sort of... I mean, this one's still radically different, but, like, you can see where some things kind of, like... Oh, I, I see where that kind of, like, led into in another incarnation later down the line. Well, mm-hmm. and it, as this is kind of going on, too, and it, keep, it has, like, a lot of these cutbacks where it's, like, Brother Eye, and it's just, like, what Brother Eye's watching. And I'm not, like... makes it feel like it's supposed to be just, like, this, like, scary kind of thing, like, it's always watching, it's, always doing It something. seems like maybe kind of like a statement on the Patriot Act, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, it's watching Green Lantern. He's demonstrating to a bunch of kids in the classroom. He's watching Clark Kent. He's putting his glasses on. They're shiny. They look good. Oh, he's watching Martian Manhunter drive down the road at 9 miles per hour on fucking fire. <laughs> he's still going to go to a party. <laughs> yeah. Martian Manhunter's like, I ain't fucking missing it. <laughs> Even if I'm on fire, I told him I'd still show up. <laughs> well, I'm saying that's the reason why Bruce Wayne's like, you know, I should do some of the Martian Manhunter thing, but I got a party to go do. So. <laughs> yeah, it's we have my birthday party, so fuck Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Shit, he's got to deal with his own problems at some point. Can't expect me just to bat in, take care of whatever's... Yeah. No, so then going forward from there, Maxwell Lord's there, and very quickly, they, they Max Lord's, Lord is there. We learn that he runs that Planet Krypton restaurants, and then Tali Al Ghul comes in. He's just like, rumor has that Tali Al Ghul is, uh, 
is like the uh, uh, remember the international terrorist Razor Ghoul? That's his daughter. Batman beat him, and she totally had a thing for him. And just like it's like exposition, real quick. Let's get all the, you know, just let's yeah, just get like, this out of one. What I like about those, it's like it literally just kind of catches you up to speed if you just didn't know who that was. But without having to draw on it for too long, you know what I mean? Or have this long-ass build-up where you're like, oh, who's Tali? Oh, we have to be racial. It's like, no, no, that's who it is. Let's get it over with. Mm-hmm. Done. Move on. Mm-hmm. It just lightnings, lightning throughs that. Lightnings through that. I can't talk today. Anyway, so moving on. And then I think what ends up happening is Barry is trying to help out Martian Manhunter, And then that's when Wonder Woman comes in. We get across early on because we're watching the news. Barry kind of has a small thing for Wonder Woman. Like, he's and, not, you know, he's, of course, married to Iris, but he's like, hey, what can I say? She's fucking hot. Yeah. You know, well, Iris is always like, I just don't understand that Wonder Woman. You know, I get the Green Lantern. I get the Martian Manhunter. He's like, you get the Martian Manhunter, but you don't get the Wonder Woman? That's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, well, you... she's like, I, I get it. He, he's relatable. He is? <laughs> he's green. He flies. I can get with that. <laughs> okay. He's got a snazzy suit. Oh, okay. But that Wonder Woman, Barry, I don't want you near him. Her. Was it him? <laughs> Barry, I don't want you near <laughs> Wonder Woman. No, so that whole thing right there. Uh, after that, what ends up happening is, like, every time we... Tr- we can put him in water, but eventually he's just going to catch on fire again. It's so like, well, what the fuck do we do? And then from there, I want to say... They take him to Aquaman, and like, yo, Aqu- not Aquaman, they take him to Superman, and Barry's like, oh, Superman, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, that's Superman, oh. He's like freaking then, out. Yeah, like, it, the movie, I'll say this, it, have, it focuses very heavily on, um, on, Flash. Uh, Flash is really Flash. the main character. He's the main character. Yeah. He is the main character. I, I think he's supposed definitely. to be, like, sort of, like, the gateway in, you know what I mean? He, he's the funny guy. He's got the wife, he's got, you know, issues and so on. He's got something to, like, live and fight for. Everybody else kind of just feels like sort of like the God character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, going into this, so what ends up happening is so they can't figure it out. So they just, they more or less just have uh, um, Martian Manhunter just submerged in water for most of them. Like, it's okay, I'll just hang out in this in this pool, I guess. Yeah, just like, he's, and, like, he's like in a kiddie pool or something like in the- in Wonder Woman's apartment. Yeah, they went, they went and got it from, like, Walmart or something. Just, like, one of those little plastic pools you fill up with a water hose. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, shit, we're, you know, we need a water expert. Clark, could you go get Aquaman? <laughs> they threw some pool toys in there so he doesn't get bored. <laughs> and they, so, Clark um, goes down to, like, Atlantis or whatever. And Aquaman, Aquaman just, like, sitting on his throne, like, I didn't tell you to fucking show up. What are you doing here? Uh... We got a water issue on land. Martian Manhunter, he's on fire. We can't put it out. That's like the idea, like, we got a water issue on land. They go out there, you just see, like, a bucket of water <laughs> spilt onto the ground. What do we do? <laughs> you're, you're the water expert. Come on. To get Mara to use, like, water kinesis, like, back into the bucket. Yeah! They all clap. He's like, fuck. This goes back into the ocean. That's why I don't come up here. These motherfuckers are hapless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's almost like that thing where he's like, I want to show up. That sounds like fucking work. I'm Aquaman. Oh, don't call me Aquaman, though. You gotta call me King Arthur. You dare fucking call me Aquaman. That's that's what the... That's your name. That's what the surfer dwellers call me. 
I don't like it. Not at all. Yeah, so he they get across that he's not a big fan of all this. And in the meantime... Which kind of makes sense for, like, the 2000s, because that was, like, that period where, like, they, they used to make that joke in, like, every movie. Be like, you know, whenever someone's, like, actual superhero name was said, they're always like, that's stupid, or that's lame, you know what I mean? Like, who would ever get called that? Or those movies where it's like, he's a... Like, they'd also go, like... Um, like, like, I always say, like, the Hulk, where it's like, it's a abomination. Yeah. <laughs> they do those ones, too. Or they say really passing, like, Jeff Bridges. Like, that, or they say it in a very passing ma- 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 manner, like, Jeff Bridges and Iron Man 1's, like, we're a bunch of ironmongers here. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he's ironmonger, I get it. So, I mean, I, I kind of get, like, at that time period, that was just normal writing. I, I at least <laughs> like how it comes back around in the long run, but, like... When I first saw that, I'm like, oh, here we go with those. I, I don't know what it is. I really hate that when, like, characters just don't accept their name right off the bat. It's like, no, no, no. It's just like, don't, don't even question it. I think that's kind of, like, goofy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, going forward from there, what's up happening I like Aquaman's is... like, I'm only going to go there. Was Wonder Woman there? Like, yeah, she's there. Fine, I'll go because of Princess. <laughs> she's okay. Like, you. I know, I know. Like, Superman seems very reactionary like he doesn't really do a whole lot other than like there's no moments is like i'm superman i do that it's like hey man you want to come want to show up you're okay all right cool let's go i'm I'm not gonna (laughs) lie this is one of these stories if you literally knew nothing about dc like this gives you no backstory or anything you would have no idea like there's no origins whatsoever in this entire (laughs) screenplay you know i mean just think if this was your first indication of the justice league you would just be like i mean Maybe you would kind of get it just as it goes on, but, like, it is totally, like, shit, you you don't know? Fuck it. Uh, well, strap in. Don't know what to tell you. You're going to learn by the end of it, and if you don't, well, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> no, it's one of those things where, well, as it, go, as it goes on, I mean, it, there's a lot of back and forth. I guess because they're trying to get so much in there at once. And then... Once he gets there, he's just like, I don't know what this fucking seahorse thing is. I don't know what made it. That's fucking weird. And all he's of a sudden, like, yeah, like what, because of the seahorse, you think it's fucking me? You think I'm fucking doing it? What the fuck, guys? They're like, oh, Aquaman, we're not putting any blame on you. What the fuck, the fuck man? What, because a fucking seahorse got me fucking Aquaman, huh? It's like, okay, you calm the fuck down, Aquaman. What? Fuck, fuck you guys? A fucking mosquito in here? Oh, shit, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I just like the idea of like him just being so defensive, like, oh, some dumbass kid like bumps his head in the fucking pool and drowns. Oh, it must be Aquaman's fault. <laughs> Let's go sue him. He's got a lot of money. He's king. Ooh. He's got a lot of water. <laughs> Why he stop it? <laughs> just like he's so fucking defensive. <laughs> I do gotta say though, this it cuts back to Batman's party, and I love how it says he has dueling guitar players though at his party. <laughs> yeah, I bet that probably would have been like a cameo of some Slash. popular. Maybe Tom Morello or something? Tom Morello and Slash, because Guitar Hero 3 era. Oh, that's true. That's true. (laughs) It's a (laughs) tie-in. That could have happened. Yeah, and they got world leaders and all that, and then um, that's when Alfred pulls Batman aside, and he says, like, so so there's there's something that needs your immediate assistance? He says, what? Like, oh, shit. And then he kind of goes back (laughs) to his... That's uh, the one where, like, everybody at the party's like... He's going to fuck his butler in the back room. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I mean, it, it, if it's like, if that's what they're thing, then okay. But I mean, I thought it was like a dad to him. That's what makes it weird. Like, yeah. You know, if he goes for older they, guys, whatever. For a you know? real long time. I mean, that dude, I'm sure he has plenty of experience. As much as like, you know, brass polishing candles and all that shit too. I don't know if anybody knows how to do that. So. I'm just saying though. I mean, if it's his 
father figure doesn't it make it on maybe i'm just a weird one for judging i don't know <laughs> it's it's 2009 what can i say i gotta be open <laughs> well i guess it's like he just goes down they just shows him on like the back computer like what's going on it's just like look at almost said brother bear i mean Brother. <laughs> he just takes him down. Let's watch Brother Bear. Like, oh, this movie always makes me happy, Alfred. Well, we had to get away from the party. I mean, I know it's only been out for like five years by now, but shit. This, this is the new tradition. It's the new Wayne House tradition every year. Oh, you don't even have it on VHS? You got it on DVD? Yes, yeah, so well, they're starting to phase him out, sir. So. Like, yeah, I'm not investing in that Blu-ray shit. That ain't Wayne Tech. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one that came out? They're not trying... Oh, HD DVD? HD, they were trying that out at the time. Yeah. HD DVD! <laughs> HD DVD! Sorry, you don't got a chance and every time someone brings it up. <laughs> I love because like, whenever I find those like in stores, they're always like sealed ones. <laughs> Because it's like it, that's the point. It was already so hard for someone to have a player that, like, if they came across a copy, they they're like, "Well, why even open it?" You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And it's always like see you'll see like six of them, like at like um, not like Matrix six. Reloaded. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like you could just tell like what year exactly it was, like the Harry Potter like three or something like that. It's like Matrix Reloaded, Harry Potter three, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and there'll be like one really odd movie in the whole bunch there. It's like, uh huh. Kind of like when you find the like weird... Ben Affleck's paycheck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The John Woo one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, Batman, or Alfred takes Batman down to the Batcave, shows him what's on, um, on the screen that, uh, Marsha Manhunter's just like laying in a kiddie pool, like on fire. Be like, no, no, not the Manhunter. I gotta go. Not the Green Boy. And he's trying Pre- to figure Pre- out like how, the, how it feels like he's, like, he's piecing together. Like, it feels like somebody is using my technique against me. Someone's using my information. How they know that? That's only I know that shit. Yeah, yeah they're like, yeah, because that's what he said. He's like, like how they know? How they know Martian Manhunter's weakness? Only I knew Martian Manhunter's weakness. Shit, I invented Martian Manhunter's weakness. <laughs> and then what, what happens next from there? So I'm trying. I, they go back. I want to say by then uh, they go back. Like Aquaman's like. No, this ain't my sea creature. Let me see if I can help him out. And then that's when he gets bitten by a mosquito, but it's actually a little robot mosquito. And from there, he's like, what the fuck? And then it injected him with something, and it made him... And I guess if you want to prove Aquaman's a badass, and this is the first cinematic time doing it, (laughs) this is not the way to do it. (laughs) He gets bit by a fucking nanobot mosquito and goes down for like 60 fucking pages. Yeah, he gets bit, and he's, like, scared of water, and he's, like, whimpering, and he has, like, a robot, like, we forgot to mention. Oh, yeah. They're doing, a, he has the hand that's actually made out of water. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, instead of the claw hand, there was that period where he had that translucent hand made of water. He's like, get it away! Nah! Like, rips it off. Yeah, he just and starts freaking out. He's like, like, like Wonder Woman, hold me in your lap! Water? I don't like water! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things like it help Aquaman's call. I mean, like he does some other badass stuff later on in this one, but shit, starting him off like this. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could just see this movie not changing a lot of people's mind in Aquaman. Jason Momoa, I see how that can change people's mind. Yeah, this though, when he's just like he comes in like it's King Arthur. You, you, you guys make, you guys make, you guys make fun of me, and then you pollute my sea, and the princess doesn't call me back, and she likes the Kryptonian, and then. 
I like water, but then water also scares me. It's like, this is your first outing for Aquaman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Princess, hold me while I suffer. Because <laughs> the part really, it's like, I remember it's like, it's like Wonder Woman's holding Aquaman on, on his lap like a fucking infant. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, that part was a little like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, okay. I mean, I guess that works out for whoever the, whoever the Aquaman actor is, but still. <laughs> Like beyond that, <laughs> well, the lady playing—I've forgotten her name—but she was, uh, she's like this, the, she was like the one, um, she was the, she was like a very tall lady. She was in uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and she was the lady who was up in the cage, and she was like naked, and she made some call noise, and then she was like a badass sniper chick. She wasn't the old lady sniper, but uh, you know, what chick I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> she when was, you said the old lady, I'm like, what that to who it was? <laughs> <laughs> Give him g- guts for going there. I mean, she's she looks be- she looks good for being like a thousand years old or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes sense with the Wonder Woman character. Shit, she's like a thousand years old too. Yeah. So, but no. Um. So from there, they're they're like you know they're just trying to figure out what it is, and then I think Barry's like, okay, well, what could it be? Like, just, could it be the Joker? They name off a couple of the big DC villains, and he says, let me check. Bam, 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 bam. No, no, there. The, he's in. Uh, he's in Arkham. He's in Blackwater. He's on Wreckers Island. He's in uh, the uh, Bell Reeve. You know, so they they kind of mention like, okay, so Joker, Scarecrow, Parasite, a uh, couple other villains. Yeah, they, they got a couple all... of the oddball ones that, that they threw in there, which I thought was kind of cool. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. I yeah, Parasite was one of them. Like, okay, cool. They mentioned Parasite, and, but um. Yeah, go, so going from there, like, okay, so it's someone new. And at some point between here and there, they've actually, we saw um, Maxwell Lord watching front, like, we, saw, we see that he has access into uh, the Brother Eye. And from there, Batman's also, he's like, you know, Talia walks in, we realize they're in working together. And she's like, that was stupid. He's just like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. I, I got a plan, whatever, this bullshit. And then, they, then that's also where it kind of explains, like, you know, at one point, I love, you know, Bruce or Batman or whatever, just so it explains that to everybody. Just to get across, I really loved him at one point. Yeah. And just like, yeah, yeah, we know, we had the flashback, we know. No, but I really loved him. Okay, cool. And then going on. From further from there, oh yeah, then they also get across. He has a bunch of monitors of children on his screen. Yeah, and he and he talks to him and says like, "How am I doing, Billy? How am I doing, Jonathan?" And it all says like deceased on their on their like beneath their names. Yeah, exactly. so it's got this weird. It's got almost like this Ozzy Mandez like room that he sits in. Except for it feels like if Ozzy Mandez just didn't have a whole lot of money and just went down to like the used TV store. And yeah, because it got across a bunch of used TVs. Yeah, there's a bunch of old TVs and staticky and so on. So it, it gives it like sort of like almost like a creepy feeling. Though for some reason he's got all this fucking nano Metal Gear Solid technology. I think for some reason that right there, even though he's a guy who has money, just whatever old like. That kind of imagery on old TVs just makes it just makes it more visually interesting and also kind of creepy. Yeah, and I think that's what it's Especially going. Especially when you've got a bunch of children staring at them. Yeah, so I think that's what it's going with. It's like I want to be surrounded by boys and I'm planning the destruction of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like I think is this the part where they start to get they're like oh shit uh, you know what we need to go somewhere somewhere safe you know we can't trust anything let's go to the Fortress of Solitude. Well, Superman's like whoa 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 whoa. 
You can't just come to the Fortress of Solitude. It's called the Fortress of Solitude for me, my solitude. I don't bring it's my guests. man cave, the world's biggest, most awesome man cave that only I can know about. Yeah, but for a singular man in his own manly ways. Look, I'm going to say this. You guys can come over, but you cannot play the Lethal Weapon 2 pinball machine. <laughs> That's strictly I, I just, for me. I just got it remodeled. I don't want it. Barry, you look like you're the kind of guy who's going to try to tilt it. I just don't trust you. You know what? You're going to probably try to tilt it without me knowing it. You think you're faster than the tilt. But here's the thing. I don't want you tilting it. <laughs> I know you're new to the whatever this team we might call it later on, but... um, Some kind of league. Yeah, of justice figures. Maybe there might be a society at some point. <laughs> Maybe America. <laughs> Maybe some oh, characters might be a little... Dark. Okay, okay, Cal, let's just get the fuck out of here. I know you're just trying to drag it on. Look at fucking Aquaman here is fucking dying. We got Martian Manhunter still in the kiddie pool. Oh, we got we forgot to mention, like, they mentioned Green Lantern off a few times, but then just literally, I think a few buildings away, he's, like, going over. Because something that a lot of people don't, they, they've kind of, like, almost don't even bring up anymore. Jon Stewart is an architect after being a Marine. Oh, yeah, I know, because that's, like, one of those ones, like, and they bring it up in this thing that I thought was kind of neat, too. I was like, oh, shit, they're showing, like, all kinds of stuff that Jon Stewart does. They really give him a lot of, like, backstory, which we kind of totally forgot. But Well, they don't really, oh, I don't think, they don't, they give him a lot of, like, quick little nods and backstory, but he doesn't really do a whole lot for this movie, because what, then he, like, he's, like, going over, like, okay, he opens up a plan, he's trying to think out, like, oh, he wants to do... A memorial playground for Hal Jordan. Yeah. And then he starts making constructs of children playing. He's just trying to plan it out, and that's kind of interesting. And then he starts working on it, and he bites the pencil. I guess the pencil was like, I guess, you know, Brother I knew that he was a pencil biter. And um, Batman's like, oh, he's one of those kids, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's one of those ones. You got his kryptonite. You go to borrow his pencil, and then you just see there's all these, like, teeth marks on you. You're like, ew, that fucking gross. There always was Alfred, that Alfred, give me a like, new pencil. <laughs> well, yeah, I need it right now. Now! <laughs> no. Shit, butlers. You know how it is. Someone hears that from around the corner, like, I know he's fucking them. Yeah. Pencil's gotta be slim. <laughs> but, uh, Not what I'd call it, but whatever. I guess he's rich. He can call it whatever the fuck he wants. So is that how um, John Stewart gets infected? Is he, like, bites I the... I think it was that. Didn't he bite his pencil? Like, he was... It was while he was thinking of... I thought maybe at first he was a mosquito or something, but I think he, like, bit into a pencil, and the pencil had, like, a chemical in it. Then it was, um, out of that... I just want to say this real quick. There always was that kid. Like, you borrow a pencil, the thing was just all gnawed on. Like, it was a fucking chew... Like, they fucking... like, it was a chew toy of a fucking dog. Yeah, yeah. like they are eating a corn cob or something like that. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. <laughs> There's always those... So, it's... It makes you sad knowing they made Jon Stewart one of those. Like, oh, don't make Jon Stewart. <laughs> yeah, poor Jon Stewart. Shit, he gets first time on screen, too. What's he doing? He's fucking, like, drawing... He's like, oh, it makes it like, look like he's kind of, like, special. Like, me drawing Memorial Park, chewing on pencil, look at little kid running around. <laughs> then he's like, I'm blind! He bites in the pencil, he goes blind, and all his constructs start going crazy and start attacking and start doing this, and then, like, what the fuck? Green lights out of there. It must be Green Lantern. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? No, it's okay. Come over here. We're all hanging out. Let's talk. 
That's the one thing too. Is like everybody's just like hanging out in New York in this one. Like they're almost like never in Metropolis or anything or Gotham or any of those places. It's just like hey, let's. Hang. Well, I guess Batman is because he's the Batcave. Batman's chasing down. Meanwhile, Batman's chasing down a group of thugs. Oh yeah, they're going after the cops. And there is he kind of a, a cool scene. action scene with Batman fighting those thugs. And this is the first real big action scene because everything else has just been kind of introduced to the character. I think this is kind of the thing that's kind of awkward about the movie is. It, there's not for a while. It does the thing that a lot of movies at this time were doing, where you have the two or the three big action scenes, and they're all at the end, and everything else. What? And they're mostly all at the end. Yeah, and everything else is really spread apart, you know. So, right here, uh, Batman he has this cool chase scene with some gangster, with some like robbers and bikers and whatnot, and then one of them, you find out they're working for Maxwell Lord, and then one of them. I think they're working for Maxwell Lord, because they go into the OMAC thing later, but there's, which I was like, oh, they brought OMAC into this? That's a weird cut. And the, one of them turns into, like, this blue-shelled, robotic-like thing and beats the ever-living fuck out of Batman. Like, <laughs> Batman gets his ass kicked a lot in this script. Yeah. I think the whole thing is the fact that, like, they, they, they go with that thing that everybody else is a god, he's just a man, he's the, he's the Justice League mortal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think it's almost called mortal just because somebody, I won't say who just yet, but somebody dies at the end. Yeah. So, I think it's the reason, like, oh, they are just mortal. But he gets smacked around. He barely just manages to get out of there. And then it gets the point across that after the fact, this uh, OMAC, this robot, just disintegrates. And one of the bikers was just kind of left there shriveling like he didn't know what was going on. Like, this thing just took over him. Yeah, so they have... That is, did they explain this? Yeah, maybe that comes a little bit later. I was gonna say is where they where um, uh, Maxwell starts explaining like the he's like at first you know we had you know these kids that were growing up and then we had the psyops next and then after the psyops we had you know our nanobots which really just starts to feel like he's going this like huge like Metal Gear Solid like espionage yeah. <laughs> explaining thing. Like a twenty minute codec conversation. Yeah, well, that this really does come across like a Metal Gear Solid like Justice League story, in my opinion. I think I think with all the nanobots and the psyops and all this stuff, like the Psychomantis League and the children now, and I have to hold on to these children. Like, was it? I don't remember. Were they all? Was was I? I don't really remember entirely. Actually, you know what? He learned it and he managed to inject certain people with it because there's here's one of those things that ends up happening later. You find out, because, you know, there's just one or two of these OMAC things. But you find out later in the script that what he's doing is all the stuff, all the nanobots to these things are inside the ingredients at his Planet Krypton restaurants. <laughs> I love how it's like, since everybody's eating at Planet Krypton and they all got the special sauce on everything. Well, I'm also thinking, like, that sounds like, I was like... There's a way to do it. I think there's a way to do that, but the planet Krypton, that just seems... Because you know there's going to be some health nuts out there. I'm not fucking going there. Yeah, exactly. Like, most people probably aren't going... There's probably a lot of people not going to planet Krypton. You know what I mean? It sounds like it's kind of like an Applebee's. Yeah, you might go there once. Yeah, like, okay. if you told... Well, let's, let's be 100% honest. Right now, not, not in a world where there are superheroes. Right now, if someone opened up a DC-themed restaurant, you and I would fucking oh, go Oh, yeah, there. totally. Maybe we wouldn't go there every day. We'd probably want to see how the food tastes first. But if at the end of the day, if it was just an Applebee's, then we'd be like, okay, yeah, once or twice, then we're done. Well, I'll say this. It's like Planet Hollywood. I never ate in a Planet Hollywood. I just walked in there and looked at all the shit and then walked out. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I looked at the menu, I'm like, 
fucking burgers and shit. That, that's it. Like, not exciting. Like, you got a statue of fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator Two over there, and th- this is it. Like, like I don't know. Like, I felt like the food looked generic. So I just walked in, walked to the restroom, restroom because they have really badass like restrooms filled with all kinds of weird stuff in there too. Looked at the wall of all the stuff on the way out. And it was like, yep, okay, <laughs> good. Well, it's good. and I did that. That's like, what Planet Hollywood. The three that's different what ones Planet I Hollywood. saw. <laughs> You'd see some really serious, like, important shit in there, like, important movie shit. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a puppet from the first Nightmare on Elm Street when Freddy's jumping at the screen. Or here's, uh, here's like you said, the Terminator 2, you know? Or here's just, you know, a couple really important things to movie history. And then it'd be yeah. like, shit, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, you know Joey from Friends? Well, at one point he was in a Lost in Space movie. Here's his laser gun. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There we go. You know, I mean, you'd have those kind of things there. Well, that's like depends. Like, I feel like there's certain Planet Hollywoods where it got some of the good stuff, and then there's sort of like Planet Hollywood offshoots that kind of eh, you get whatever's left over, sort of. You're just opening up, like, oh god damn it! I just got a pair of swim trunks from Overboard, and then like I don't know, because I'm Polly Shore's headband <laughs> from Biodome. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember like the Vegas one had pretty cool stuff. And then it was like, I can't remember, it was like, it was either the San Francisco one I remember, or like the Bay Area one had kind of like, wasn't as cool as the Vegas one I just remember. It was like, huh. You told me, it was either you or Cisco, you, one of you guys went to one where they had a Goomba from the Mario Brothers movie. To everyone else, that's bullshit. But to you, to us though, it's like, what? I think that was Cisco that saw that one, because I don't remember that. I do remember somebody telling us that though. I remember seeing Arnold's outfit from Terminator Two and actually Terminator One, and I think it was the in, I think it was in the Vegas one. I think maybe yeah, was, that, that was in the Vegas one because I remember that. Yeah, so that was like oh my fucking god. So granted, I guess if you went to these planet um, Kryptons here, you would be like oh shit, dude, there's that suit that Batman wore that one time he jumped across the building like late at night because I don't know how else you. It's not like, <laughs> oh, that time. <laughs> That one time. <laughs> you know, or something like that. Or, like, it would probably have, like, lost artifacts. Like, oh, dude, here's some batarangs that some, probably, like, some, you know, low-end guy goes out at night and picks them and steals them and then sells them to Planet Krypton. Careful, it still has junkie blood on it. Yeah, exactly. But it sounds like these Planet Kryptons aren't just, like, here and there. Like, it sounds like it's, like, everywhere. Like, doesn't... It's it, like a McDonald's. It, yeah, it, that's what it sounds like it's more like. It's less of being kind of like a... I guess like a Planet Hollywood, which is kind of like a destination type place, even though I know that their whole downfall was that they made too many of them as time went on. But um, but uh, this thing sounds like, yeah, literally McDonald's. It's like there's three of <laughs> them. Planet Hollywood, like, Fresno, or just something like that. That's what kind of happened, though, because at first it was like, I mean, it said this in Arnold Schwarzenegger's book, because him, Stallone, and Bruce Willis were the guys that started it. But, um, yeah, there used to be just like, there was like Planet Hollywood, like Los Angeles, like New York. I think Las Vegas, and like there's there was like five, maybe ten of them all around the world. Like there's maybe one in London or something like that. Maybe one in like in Tokyo. And then all of a sudden there's like some other partners that kind of came in as time went on, or maybe when they took the thing public, and then they started putting them like yeah, like Planet Hollywood, Fresno, and so on. And then it just kind of lost its appeal because it wasn't like eh, it's not that Planet Hollywood at water. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, anyway, so. They end up kind of covering, like, they realize that um, Olmac is just this long, I mean, one-man army corpse is what it means. But um, it's one of these, essentially what it is, is it's just this long-running, on-and-off 
military program, they try to get going for years, but they would start up and end, start up and end. They'd always try different approaches. And the most recent approach is nanobots that take over the body combined with psychokinetic powers and whatnot. And they're all like, what the fuck is going on? They're all hanging out at the Fortress of Solitude. Like, what the fuck is going on? And Batman rolls in like, yo, I'm here. I know why you're here because I got the thing in the spy that looks down on you guys. And every, you're all fucked up right now because my bad. I mean, the reason why the fish boy can't swim is because, you know, Mosquito, that wasn't my design. Someone else thought of that. But, you know, I would have got there too because I'm Batman. I'm awesome that way. And then you go on and he just kind of explains the whole thing. Like, yeah, I made it just in case you guys ever decide to go crazy and attack us. And then Wonder Woman socks him in the jaw. No, she socks Superman. Because Superman holds... No, she socks... She socks Batman in the jaw. Is that what happens? Because, like, Superman's holding Batman up against the wall. Because he's like, Mm. like, Bruce, I can't believe you fucking did it. Like, why would you make a contingency plan against all of us? He's like, yeah. It sounded like a good idea until I got to this point. (laughs) Maybe I should have just kept that to myself. Maybe I should have just come in like, Hey, this is fucking weird, huh? How they know all our secrets? <laughs> How'd you know how I got here? Oh, I don't know. I just saw like the giant like ice castle in the distance. Like, oh, I wonder what that is. Oh, look. Yeah, you, you guys, what's up? <laughs> hey, you, this is the weird thing. Why the fuck is there like this like farmhouse in like the middle of the fucking Arctic, just in your fortress solitude? And there's like ice sculptures and shit around it, and then all of a sudden there's like mom posh farmhouse just. Oh, but it's like it's not real. It's like fake Hollywood. Like, like it's an old Western setup. What the fuck's up with this? <laughs> I mean, it's not even that believable material. I mean, I mean look at look at it. If on, I walk boy. around the corner, there's not even there's not even a third wall to this. It's just two sided. <laughs> it's like a sitcom set. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> what are you filming, Clark? Oh yeah. Anyway, so these robots came after me and they almost killed me. <laughs> yeah, shit. That's why I'm hiding my shoulder behind my cape. Oh, and apparently his armor, at this point in the script, I mean, not just right here, he's going to be wearing, like, things kind of holding him together, you know, so you can still walk around, like, cybernetic stuff over him. But eventually what was going to happen is he was going to be wearing armor that resembled that from um, Kingdom Come. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're going to give him some cool, like, some really, like, over-the-top, like, Kingdom Come, like, battle armor. So it's like, okay, so this, so he's all fucked up, and now we can find a reason for him to fight. And then, I want to say right there, like, okay, well, let's figure out what we got to do. And I think from right here, this is where they're trying to figure out how to fix everybody. And, oh, we forgot to mention... Uh, well, Barry keeps Barry... going back home like every once in a while because he, he just can. Like, oh, uh, Wonder Woman, you you got this. You got the fish boy, and you got the the flaming Martian manhunter. Uh, I gotta go back for a bit. You know, just gotta, gotta let the wife know what's going on. You know, I, I let her know nephew's... everything. Shit, I, I I tell her all your secret identity. I just just love her that much. <laughs> she's a reporter, but she's good for it. You Don't can worry. trust her. You know what I mean? She's not like that Lois Lane person. Shit, you can't trust anything she says. <laughs> know that what I mean? Cunt. Know what I mean, Superman? <laughs> <laughs> just like elbowing just, well there's even a part when he's all hanging out there because everyone's doing something and he's like so uh you guys got anything to eat like superman just working on something nothing okay cool <laughs> he's just kind of like they get across that 
Flash feels very useless. They get that across several times. And I know we've been talking, saying a whole lot, but Flash really is the main character. Barry Allen Flash. And he runs back home for a minute like, hey, yeah, so I'm doing superhero shit right now. And trust me, it's all going to pan out. It's all going to work out. Like, oh, your nephew's here. Oh, Wally's here. We find out Wally has powers just like him. Don't question it. <laughs> yeah, it's and they're playing ping pong. They're playing ping pong together, like super Flash style. And, and Wally West just really comes across as like... Um, like, oh boy, G. Willikers, I can't wait to help! He's like, Wally, you know how you used to hack into the Pentagon? Okay, I got an assignment for you. <laughs> now you can do a supersonic speed, right? Well, yeah, duh. All right, cool. You're 17. Go do it. <laughs> yeah, go do it. If you if you go to jail, say you don't know me. Besides, you're too fast. I can't fucking yeah, find you. Yeah, what do you gotta do? What, what do we say here in Central City? Fuck the police. That's right. Exactly, and that's the thing. Work on it from the inside. That's what I do. That's the Barry way, so you know what's going on. It's like that. Fuck the police. You are the sh- police. Well, you know what I mean. You know. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm a... I'll tell you this though: the police don't call me the police. They just say I'm that boy in the lab. <laughs> it's the lab boy. Sad, really. They say. They, okay, say I have, I mean, they say I can't have my own gun either. They say I'm a danger to myself and others. <laughs> They always, I don't even, like, everyone else has their own, like, spot in the fridge. Apparently not me. Apparently not the guy that does all the actual crime solving. But it's okay. Uh, I drag my nutsack across their faces at lightning speed. So, you know. <laughs> it all works they out. They never knew, but I do. <laughs> That's all They suddenly matters. get that weird musky scent across their nose. They don't know what it is. It starts to itch. I know what it is, though. And then I slide a Polaroid into their pillow at night. <laughs> <laughs> So all of a sudden, when they go to do the laundry and they take that pillowcase off, this mysterious Polaroid falls out. Surrounded by red fabric, just sliding across their face. It's just their face, and there's just this nutsack across it. They, the thing is, it's the greatest reaction, because they really don't know how it happened. Sometimes I'll do it to in the middle of the right of the workplace. Like I'll see somebody going, some guy going to grab a file. He goes, opens it. He just, he like just drops it. Staggers, looks around. I'm just like, <laughs> just going back to doing what I'm doing. You know, they they, they want to act like, oh shoot, gotta make sure nobody else sees this because they're like, you know, that one night I blacked out. I wasn't really too sure what happened, but maybe this is it. The thing is, like. I'm not going to do anything for him because, you know, I'm not going to do anything about it because, you know, I could lose my identity, but it's just fun to fuck with him. You just got to put that fear into him. Every so often, I'll just, as soon as they think, like, no one's paying attention, I'll do it again and get other, just so they don't think it's the same picture, I'll get from another angle, like, something that you can't Photoshop, you know? <laughs> this is where Iris steps out, like, hey, boys, what are you guys talking about? Nothing, Iris. Go back inside. This is man talk. Making my 14 dinners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, this is why we live in the poor part of town. <laughs> so. You can't buy Whole Foods with his appetite. Too expensive. No. Well, this is where, like, lots of times when I go to the, you know, Planet Krypton, I kind of sneak in the back supersonic speed and, you know, just fill myself up. You know? They got that kind of bread It's Kind of like the stuff you get at Red Lobster, but better because green, Kryptonian like. Yeah, maybe they say it's a little insensitive to Superman himself, but you know he I'm, he still doesn't want to try eating it. I think it's fantastic though. <laughs> 
No, but actually, here's something we forgot to mention. Here's probably one of the things that I got a feeling they probably would have taken out of the script. Or if they did keep it in the script, they would have got a lot of shit for this. They have, like, a quasi-super-speed sex scene for a second. Oh, the part where, like, he fades through her? Yeah, like, he holds her, he fades through her for a second, and she, like, moans, like, ah, and then stops back, and she's like, don't tell anybody that we do that. Yeah, it does have, like, that. Well, it's like, yeah, I was like, I wasn't too sure what that exactly was going with when he does that. Just like, oh, okay. I guess you could say it's two one of two things. You could say it's, like, a romantic thing, like, they're literally one of the same for a minute. Like, holding the same space. Just, like, like oh, plays oh, that Spice be- Girl song where it's like, one, two, become one. I don't know that song. <laughs> I don't know Spice Girls because I'm, I'm a man. I, I, I like the Spice Men. <laughs> the Spice Boys. <laughs> Spice Boys. <laughs> Spice Boys just sounds like the boy band from like fucking Neverland. <laughs> I'm sure there was a Spice Boys. For I don't want to. I don't want to Google. I don't want to Google it <laughs> yeah. or Bing it though because that, 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 that's just only going to bring up things you'd be better off not seeing. I suddenly just might be like, Spice Boys. Mm, no. no, we're not ready for it yet. <laughs> but anyway, um, so he goes back, and then from there, they're just figuring out. I think Batman figures out to some extent. Well, Batman just fucking like research. leaves. It's like, like he has a, like a conversation with like Clark outside, where he's like, I can't remember the time, but you know, he's just like, Bruce, so you just can't just be making these plans without us involved. Yeah, well, fuck you, Clark. What are you going to do about it, huh? Going to stay up here in your home, away from home, away from everybody else, without a butler? Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm going to go back into town and do something about it. You guys hang out here and camp out like you're fucking Ninja Turtles or something. You'll figure it out. <laughs> it is kind of like that thing in Ninja <laughs> yeah, Turtles. Yeah, they go, they, they they go, go after house. Shredder. They all, get the sh- they all get the fuck kicked out of them, so that April takes them to their getaway home, her getaway home and then they just like... Raphael just hangs out in a pool. Literally, it's kind of like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's totally like that. Because they're there for, like, fucking ever. Like, I mean, it's not like there for so long that you're like, oh, God, this is uh, going on forever. But, like, it's one of those ones, like, I was looking at, like, the page, I'm like, shit, they're, like, the Fortress of Solitude. Some of those characters are at the Fortress of Solitude to, like, page 90 almost. Well, maybe not that far, but, you know, like, shit. Well, essentially, and this part is probably not the most interesting part, but essentially they all start to figure out ways to fix each other. <laughs> And uh, I want to say... This just sounds like an episode of like Big Brother when you say it like that. We, we found ways to fix each other. What happens when you lock five superheroes in a fortress of solitude? One needs water to survive, but scared of water. One can't leave the water. Because he's the on other fire. is blind. He's flaming. They never actually get, attack Wonder Woman's weakness or Superman's weakness. Well, actually, they do Superman for a second, but they never well, get Wonder Woman. They do towards the end. Well, I love how, like, when Batman's, like, he finds more information on the computer. Like, I think it's when he, this, but we didn't mention this, but when Batman finally discovers, he's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. He's, like, tapping away at the computer. He's like, they're hacking in. Alfred, they're going faster than I can go. It's like Matrix speed. And then it finally is like, what the fuck? There's a report on me? Well, I just can't see what this is all about. It goes, weakness? Batman don't have weakness? And he kind of scrolls down and looks, he's like, Batman's weakness. It's like, love. <laughs> oh, fuck. They know! <laughs> Alfred! <laughs> who, who would know my one weakness is love? <laughs> Alfred, they found... They found my playlist with all the... With all the... 
Oh, the, oh, the power ballad. Stevie Nicks songs and sad Celine Dion songs. <laughs> and my journey remixes. Oh, shit. He just has this playlist of all these sad love songs. Like, that's how they found out. They shot my Spotify. <laughs> I thought no one ever clicked on that shit because no one was going to be that creeper about it. <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was just a playlist for me. I didn't know it was a playlist the whole world could see. I mean, I didn't even hit, hit, I didn't even hit make public, but fuck, it still shows up. <laughs> I'm going to write a fucking complaint. I'm taking my stocks out of that fucking company. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so then he goes on, he realizes there's the... They say they have a bunch of images of him with Vicky Vale, Silver St. Cloud... Catwoman, Poison Ivy for a second. So it's like, oh, okay, so they do know their Batman history. Because so, it's like Silver St. Cloud, like, that's a deep cut right there. Yeah, exactly. There, there was a couple in there that was like, oh, whoa, that's fucking, yeah, that's not just like your regular, like, Batman movie ones or something like that. It's like, oh, shit. And then when, that, I think that's when Batman does it. And then he goes and finds it. And then, like, when he shows up the Forge of Solitude, you'd be like, well, shit, they want us to all be here. You know what I mean? It's all a setup. They're like one step ahead of us. They're like, well, Batman, why would you know that? Because that's what I would have done. I would have been one step ahead of us. Well, then why don't you want to have that step ahead of these guys? I, I, shit, they're, they're one one step ahead of me. I mean, so often you trip. <laughs> yeah. You get so many steps ahead, you trip. You can't always help. Your shoelace comes in tad. You know, oh, you don't know because you don't wear, because uh, you fly. You don't walk. Yeah, you got those slip-on boots right there. I mean, I guess I got slip-on boots too sometimes, but, you know. You got Velcro. Real men tie them shoes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just sometimes you're just not ahead. It's kind of like, you know, every once in a while I just don't solve the Riddler's riddles. You know what I mean? Just ain't worth it. It's stupid. Sometimes, just sometimes there's 250 of them in like the fucking area. It's like, I don't got that fucking time. I got real crimes to look for every one of these fucking trophies. I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah. Shit, there's other games I could be playing. I don't need to be playing some, you know, Riddler game. Look at me. Ooh, I'm so awesome. I'm behind tra- trophies. Yeah, that's scary. That keeps kids you up at night. I'm- Sometimes I gotta, sometimes I gotta figure some of it out, but I got really got shit to do, so I'll just pull up a let's play. I'll pull up the walkthrough, figure it out that way. Why? Cause I'm fucking busy. I'm an adult. Got the shit to do. Just who I am. But uh, yeah, you guys got this. Um, okay, you guys. Uh, let's see here. Green Lantern, you got something behind your eyes. Um, Aquaman, you got something in your neck. Let's see who else has got one of these problems here. Uh, Martian Manhunter. Um, yeah, those flames there. You know, in my contingency plan, I never really had a. How to put the flames out part. I don't remember. It was like, I, I really don't remember how it, it just feels like the flames just finally like, go out at some point. It's like, well, it was like a weird combination of things. He was the last one they fixed. But his, what ended up happening is, even though Jon Stewart's blind, for like over half the movie it seems, he manages to think of some um, precision tools. And out of that... I want to say Martian what Manhunter they do guides is... them into like Aquaman's head or something like that. And they pull out the bug or whatever that is making him scared of water. Mm-hmm. And then from there, he uses his water hand, which he's afraid of, and is able to go into John <laughs> Just shoves it down his Stewart's... ear or something like that. You know they say you're not his supposed ear. to get water in your ear? Well, here's a whole hand coming in. Did you wash that hand yet? No. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> So it goes in there and then cleans out his eyes from the inside or whatever. And then from there, they make a mirror for, um, like, he makes, he composites a mirror together. And they do some weird back and forth thing. Like, they shoot a blast, like, one, I don't remember, I think Superman shoots a blast or whatever at the mirror and then bounces back at, at, um, 
in a in a Martian Manhunter, and they have to basically blast the way at him until it knocks the shell off, releasing him or something like that. It's like one of those ones where I feel like in writing it sounds kind of confusing, but I bet if you watched it in a movie, you'd be like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. when writing it's like that. You know, mm-hmm. though the, I so will say like the, the Aquaman hand thing just sounds kind of cool. It goes in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then from there, Batman goes, he figures out, he's trying to think how they fucking get it. Then he thinks back to them, him and Talia fucking. He's like, and oh she shit, bites. I didn't wear a condom that night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no, she like bites, she like had nanobots in her blood. Yeah, and she like nanobots her, like she everywhere. This is like, so. that's where I feel it's so Metal Gear Solid feeling. It's the fox die. It's the, <laughs> yeah. the DARPA chief die. Not another one. <laughs> another heart attack. But yeah, she, so so she bites in the Batman, gets his like, gets his weakness oh, she, from his she, blood. Well, she was like, she had nanobots in her blood, and she bit her own lip, and then like kissed him or something like that. So yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you know how those nanobots. Some work. shit. You know how it goes. It's, crafty nanobots <laughs> so he goes after talia and then he's confronting talia saying hey what the fuck you're behind this like i didn't want all this this is not part of my plan i'll say this they don't make talia is evil and conniving as she usually is she's she's actually more of just the hot chick who's just like i just want my man back and i fucked him once and that's as far as it goes. She's not really like. I mean, I get it. There's so many characters in this thing, so like, part of me gets it. Another part of me is like, Talia wouldn't give a shit what she's done. To all these characters, she just view them as people that would have gotten the way between her and her man. Yeah. So she wouldn't give a shit about that. And on top of that, she's she was just like, I'm sorry, I didn't want all this. I just wanted you. She'd like. Oh, you don't want me? Well, if I can't have you, no one can have you. So this is what it's going to fucking be. She is like a straight-up fucking villain. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it is kind of more just like, she's like, oh, I didn't know what I was getting into kind of like attitude. Like, he says... She seems kind of like a... She, she's like she's like a Bond girl, like not the main Bond girl, yeah. but the villain's Bond girl who did not totally realize the circumstances. She didn't really know what she signed up for. She She heard that she was getting paid $3 million... Everything was going to be great. Didn't realize that they were going to be in a volcano later on and that somebody was going to get sacrificed. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Talia's kind of like in this one. She, she, didn't, she didn't know what she signed up for. Which my thing is, like, she's the leader of... Well, she's the daughter of the biggest terrorist in the world. And she <laughs> I'm pretty sure she reads her contracts. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing about Talia Al Ghul. She's a really, she's a really, she's a great villain because she's a really smart, like cunning lady. And she's the whole thing about that. She's like, what? Yeah, I'm gonna have a kid because I want to birth the next fucking Batman. I want to fucking lead this the world. But you know what? You see this right here? This shit looks like it's 22. Guess what? It's 41. <laughs> yeah. When when I'm 50, it's going to look like I'm fucking 30. You think I'm going to let some fucking kid ruin that? No, we're going to pump this thing out of me, throw it in a fucking test tube, all right? So I can still do Pilates and crunches and shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This shit's lasting as long as fucking possible. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? My my dad uses up all the Lazarus pits. He doesn't save any of them for his kids. (laughs) So, Sometimes yeah. he doesn't so, even need to use them, and he uses them. 
Just uh, just to make sure. You know? It's kind of like when you're playing Super Smash Brothers and you see like a maximum tomato. You don't really need it, but you don't want the other guy to have it. That's exactly what. That's that's, that's perfect description. <laughs> Well, so Batman goes there, and that's when Maxwell Lord comes down, like, "What the hell, Bruce? Here's how it is, you know." And then we find out that all these kids, because they say when he's reading the profiles earlier, that all these kids were killed off, and um, through different testing, and he's the one survivor. He's the one surviving kid, and he had he could read minds. He's actually a psychic and whatnot. And out of that. He's just kind of built up this empire using whatever resources he has. And he's bitter towards superheroes because he has the whole thing, you're here now, but you weren't here when I needed you. You know, yeah. that whole bullshit. Yeah, where were you to say, in my family, when we were trapped in the Congo in the 70s? Oh, well, I, I was, my, my parents were killed that when that happened, so I don't know what to fucking tell you. Yeah, are the same age, roughly, so it's like, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, go fuck yourself. Psychic boy, you know, psycho man just want to be. You had it. You had to cry and you know make a fast food chain. I went to Tibet and did some pull ups. So I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, so he's taking it out on like that or like whatever, and then uh, so then he goes in and what's up happening is they they all come in. By this point, they're all like all the heroes are fixed again. Like, all right, now time to fuck some shit up. And they come in to back up Batman. Cause by this point he then calls in three Omax at once to go and attack Batman. And that's where he reveals his plan saying, yo, my restaurants, I had nanobots in the food. Everybody eats the, this fucking place. <laughs> yeah, shit. So I haven't, the whole world. Anybody who's anybody's in. at fucking planet Krypton right now. If you're not, you're a and fucking same- loser. That's what my ad says. And he also, we forgot to mention, he catered Bruce's uh, birthday party and they show, like, all these different world leaders and politicians there turning into OMAX all across the world. <laughs> Which all it pictures, I picture, like, when they said that in there initially, it's just, like, just a bunch of fucking, like, to-go bags. I mean, like, they make it out that, like, it looks kind of eloquent, but I just picture, like, a bunch of fucking to-go bags <laughs> sitting around <laughs> Bruce's. Well, like, Bruce, shit, you're really cheaping out on your birthday here. You could have just said you didn't want us to show up. He's doing well. He's doing the fucking Trump thing. Trump had the whole thing, which is like, we had the greatest spread ever. We got KFC, we got McDonald's, we got Burger King, Pizza Hut. You guys would love it. Like these guys walk in, like we're fucking world champions. This motherfucker is serving us fucking Big Macs. <laughs> yeah, like we're at the White House of all things. And this guy, like, yeah, sure, that's a cool spread. If it's like, you know, you, you know, if you're like not at the White House, <laughs> you're a world fucking champion. <laughs> yeah, one of those ones. But I remember seeing it's like, that's fucking weird. I'm like, they're really trying to get that like planet Krypton across. And uh, lo and behold, you realize why. Because he's explaining his plan. He's like, it's in the special sauce. Everybody has. Everybody's got nanobots in them from the special sauce. What about the people that order? Burgers what about people that order burgers without the special sauce? No such thing. No such thing. Nobody gets the burger without it. They eat it. We make them eat it. Because we tell them that's the only way you can have it. One came to mind when I was reading this, this part of it. Uh-huh. It's going to seem like a really weird cut. There's that episode of the Super Mario World cartoon <laughs> where Bowser opens up a chain of, like, restaurants. Uh-huh. I'm like, and all the fucking... Because that's the thing about the Super Mario World cartoon. For some reason, they had to throw the stupid fucking cave people there. We're just going to focus on Mario and 
Luigi and Yoshi. They also have the dumbass cave people, you know. Yeah, I don't know. With a huge fucking overbite, you know. But, um... Like, it, Captain Caveman must have been popular having a resurgence then or something. I don't know why they... Some sh... No, there's, like, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, just, like, really dopey, creepy... Like, he was the new Toad, more or less. <laughs> yeah. He was just always, like, what the fuck's this guy doing here? Anyway. They, like, it would be one of those things, like... Everybody who ate the special sauce would turn into a chicken. And I don't think they said this, but the plan was to, like, we're going to turn these things into fucking... We're going to turn all the other care people into chickens. Like, they have, like literally, they have Mario and, and Luigi... Mario and, and Peach being chased by fucking chickens of, like, you know, Luigi and the other cave people or whatever from, like, the sauce they ate. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, it's fucking weird. Like... Yo, this guy tries to kill us on a daily fucking basis and tries to steal our lady. Why are we going to his fucking restaurant? <laughs> yeah, like, really? It's not like that shit where it's like he wears, like, you know, the Groucho Marx glasses and the nose. And like, who's that? I don't know. It's like they blatantly know it's Koopa and they're still going there getting these fucking sandwiches. So, okay, whatever. Anyway, that came to mind when reading this. <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh, well, they got the special sauce. <laughs> I think it's just like it's like I, I kind of get what they're going with. Like I mean, like you could. I feel like you almost like the fast food restaurant version of it is just such a weird. You know what it also reminds me of is like even though this comes later on, is like how in like Devil May Cry Five or whatever, like there's like the Mount or the, not the Mountain Dew. Well, it's kind of like Mountain Dew, but there's like the energy drink company. Uh-huh. It's all the demonic shit in it. Yeah, exactly. Something kind of like that. But I feel like almost like the better way to do it would be almost do it like in more of like a Resident Evil style where it's almost like, oh, the pharmaceutical company happens to be, oh, I actually happen to own this one and in, you know, in every single vaccine and so on. I feel like that seems more like a logical way to go about it than like, <laughs> it's in the fast food special <laughs> sauce. That or Logan. Because in Logan, they got it across that they're putting the anti-mutant gene and just... And corn syrup, and then a lot of foods as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, well, you know, you could just say that, oh, if you want to make it a little easier, you saw ads for, like, oh, all natural. I'm not trying to be all like, let's make it all natural, man. But I mean, I, I could totally see that being more like people gravitating towards that. Yep. You know, just g- genetically modified food or whatever, as opposed to like some tacky fast food joint but whatever you know i guess the the fast food joint was also a way to make a reference to kingdom come so yeah, yeah so it, it's there i mean like it, it works in like a saturday morning cartoon way <laughs> i feel like in a the secret sauce in the yeah, major motion like, picture it's a little bit like far-fetched but whatever we'll go with it that, that's what they chose i think there's a way to do it other than secret sauce on a cheeseburger that's all <laughs> yeah because i just feel like here's the thing if I went to that restaurant, I would have ordered without the sauce. Obviously, I'm not getting nanobots. Wait, what's your plan there, Maxwell? <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> well, here's my other here's my other thing because I'm I'm pretty much the same way. Is it, usually a secret sauce is mayo based. Yeah, yeah, mayo based only... sauce. And you and I are like two of the only white people in the world that hate mayo. So <laughs> I know when I watched Undercover Brother, I was like, shit, I must be black. That was the first thing I thought <laughs> watching that movie. I'm like, I hate mayonnaise and I love hot sauce. That's what this movie taught me. I get it. <laughs> I really want a wristwatch one of these days that has hot sauce in it. <laughs> no, but, like, what was I going to say? Um, shit. Um, yeah, so moving forward, all a, a bunch of people start turning into uh, nano machine, like, OMAC robots and all the Justice League. Is like, it's almost right, like well, Sonic the Hedgehog now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, people are inside the robots. Then Batman, and then, like, you know, 
Barry Allen eats this shit all the time, but he's able to, he moves so fast, he can kind just of shake shit it off. Just those nanobots. Just, ah! just violently, like, <laughs> diarrhea, like, blue shit. Just, ah! It's, it's like, just Iris is like, honey, maybe you should stop eating at the planet Krypton. Fuck that, it's just too good. It's too good. It's, it's worth it. I know it sounds terrible. I know my asshole's on fire right now, but I'm just going to say it. It's well worth it, you know? Five minutes Why are you shitting day? blue robotics? I don't fucking question it. <laughs> well, there is a scene we did forget. Did this come up yet where, like, Barry's, like, he gets the nanobot in him and he starts, like, just phasing through the world? Yeah. Oh, that was his whole, that was his whole thing. That's right. Yeah, he started they phasing. Got... He just, like, started slipping through fucking, like, Clark's, like, you know, um... Farmville house set up there and then he starts going through and then Wonder Woman this part just sounds like another one of those ones like probably on screen it sounded like it made more sense but it seemed like okay Barry Allen just falling through and it makes it sound like he ends up in Antarctica so I'm like well I always picture like well, that's where Swordshot already is yeah but it's just like okay if that's where it is and where's where's he falling through at because it's like penguins and shit all of a sudden and then like Wonder Woman like lassos him and has to like reel him in while Martian Manhunter does some shit to I think like does like I don't remember what they. Remember what they <laughs> it, do. it was really convoluted, but if, as, as I said, if you watched it, probably made tons of sense. But yeah, like oh okay, I get it. But when I was reading it, but, I was just um, like oh, okay, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, like Green Lantern was obviously doing something to hold him back. I don't know. And yeah, I forgot about that part. And it's I want it's Wally West who actually we saw a little bit of Batman doing some research into the Olmec project. It was actually Wally West that did the rest of it, though. We forgot to mention that because yeah, that was that, that, Wally West. He's just he met up with Wonder Woman and Flash at Planet Krypton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, like Flash is like, dude, Wonder Woman. If there's a place that a girl like you needs to go, it's gotta be Planet Krypton. Come on. And then from there, when they end up doing is um, Batman, like you know, Batman gets his ass kicked, but then the rest of the Justice League comes in at the right moment to help save the day. And then I love how when Batman like his ass kicked though, it literally cuts back like multiple times just the fucking Wonder Woman and Flash and what fucking Wally just sitting at the planet Krypton. <laughs> like Batman's like hanging upside down, getting like electrocuted and beaten with like like a pinata, and they're just sitting there like <laughs> eating away and talking about theories of like what this Maxwell could be, could or not be doing. Was I right about the fries? Was I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what ends up happening is he ends up um after that, they end up, uh, they come in and save, more or less kind of save Batman from getting his ass kicked again. And I want to say maybe from this point on, he's in some special robot, like, Kingdom Come style suit. And out of that, like, oh, well, this is going to be fucking easy. We got Superman here. And then, like, that's when Maxwell Lord's like, ah, well, here's, I'm going to control Superman now. And he thinks Wonder Woman just killed Lois Lane. Psychic powers! So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like these, I picture it like just, or like Super Friends style of that sound effect. One Roman's like, like Aquaman's like, that's my fucking thing. Yeah. I take that for me too. Take my sound effect. Just, just get my water powers back. Yeah. So then, out out of that, they have this big long. I mean, I'll say this: people always talk about Batman versus Superman, and you know, I get it. I get the whole um, Batman versus Superman kind of dynamic. But at the same time, when it gets down to it, a real much more even fight is Superman versus Wonder Woman. That, that's a much more evened out fight. That's what they got here, it. which is like, to me, I feel this is probably like the coolest part. If this was a movie, you know, this would be like, that would, would have been the part where people would trailer a lot. This is the part you would have walked out of there and be like, dude, that fight with fucking Superman and Wonder Woman. Like, 
Because that, that is kind of things. Like, everybody always wants Batman fighting and Superman, but it's really like. I don't know. It, it's one of those ones, like, I'm not saying it's not kind of cool, but it's like, really, it's just like watching a guy, like, it's. It's really no different than really Lex Luthor fighting Superman at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's both a, a guy of, like, mind and human body, you know, trying to use whatever kind of, like, gizmos and gadgets and suits he has to try to defeat a man from another planet. Well, Dark Knight Returns, more or less, not not the animated movie, but the, the comic. Mm-hmm. It really, I may have said this on the show before, but that whole fight they have, it's barely a fight. It's barely a fight. It's really, it's like, he just has, he has like three or four moves. He just has to get. And if he gets them in that order, he wins. And it's almost, it reminds me more, this might seem a little convoluted, but it reminds me more of like Taxi Driver. Like the final showdown in Taxi Driver. Yeah. Like, he has to go in, he has to get this guy, that guy, and he does it very sloppily, and he's going to get fucked up along the way. But that's kind of what he has to do. Because really, when it gets down to it, Superman comes down, he throws him, socks him a few times, Batman manages to ch- charge him, kick him in the jaw, and then in that time, that gives him enough time for Green Arrow, Arrow to shoot yeah. Green Arrow to shoot the the Kryptonite Arrow, explodes in his face, and then Batman goes to town on him. Kicks him there. right in the balls as hard as possible. Like, yeah! No. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those it's things where it's... it's <laughs> I shot from the Krypton. It's just balls. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that's the thing about that whole final b- battle is or that, that 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 is they always make it out to be this big epic like giant brawl, which I get because it's interesting, it's fun. And the Dark Knight Returns movie, it's really fun to watch and it's really badass. And they give him like basically a super strength suit. But in the comic, and I'm not complaining about it, but in the comic, it was really just this thing just made to withstand like a couple of blows before he rips your fucking head off. Yeah. Is that because it really is? It's only like three or four pages too. It seems like I, I want to say it's, it's it's really short. And the first two pages is just him getting knocked down, landing a few attacks, and then him getting dosed with the arrow, and then super, then Batman talking shit, kicking him in the face, like you know, my hands around your throat, like that old speech. Yeah, exactly. Where in this one, it's like when you got Batman fighting Wonder Woman, and that's one of those things. It's like it's like that's happened here and there but that's that actually is really fucking rare when you think about it like I've never seen it in any animated movie I don't think Batman or Superman's ever really fought Wonder Woman I know they have but it's not as common as like the Batman Superman fight for some reason so yeah it, even um, in like Justice League and Justice League Unlimited I, I can't remember an episode where Batman and or where uh, Superman and Wonder Woman fight like really fight more than just maybe like a punch or so. Blows and yeah. yeah. So, like, in this one, it just seems like this would be, like, almost kind of like the fight, like, in Man of Steel, where it's just, like, a real badass, like, throwing each other around and so on, except for now you got Superman fighting Wonder Woman. And that, I feel, is, like, really the take-home of this, like, whole script right here. I mean, this part right here would be so badass in theaters, I think. And then out of that, out of that, I want to say, well, that's going on, I don't remember if this happens before or after. Well, that's going on all the Omax are transforming and all the superheroes are stopping the Omax. Yeah. And this is going on in the meantime. And this is where they seem to be kind of doing a good job with the Batman not killing rule up until Batman gets a hold of Maxwell Lord, snaps his neck. So he says, whatever, I did what I had to do, boy, you know, and does that whole, like, you know, Punisher Batman thing where he killed him, like, but we can't do it! And Batman usually would be very, feel very bad about it, but in this case, he's like, whatever, fuck him, fuck you. Well, because it's weird, because there's, there's and, a scene where, like, literally, like, so, somebody stops Wonder Woman from killing, and that's kind of like, I always feel like, shit, if any of those characters in the Trinity's gonna kill, I feel like Wonder Woman has the highest, like, chance of it compared to, like, Superman and Batman. 
Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, and they do it like, oh, you can't kill us. It goes against your superhero code. Yeah, she's the one. I mean, I think once she got to art, like, uh, Man's World, I think she got a little bit more cooler with it, with not killing. But for a while, she's like, I don't know these motherfuckers. They're all dead. Yeah, exactly. All these proto-Nazis are dead. Yeah, exactly. These, these poor bastards didn't know what they signed up for. <laughs> we just signed up for the draft. They said it was the Great War. Hans was wrong. Nothing great about it. This is what I say as I lay here for broken back in the mud as mustard gas flies over my head and into my lungs. As I'm... Is my, is I'm kicked in the face by a half-naked woman. I think, why? Why? I bring great shame upon my family. Why even bother giving me a gun? It's, it's pointless. I would just like to watch, like, a very weird art house movie about, like, the one, God. like, German soldier. But a German soldier that did not really want to join the war, but got talked into it. He was, like... Went along, like, it's full of motherland. The poor guy from, like, Austria, the who was, like, forced to get, yeah. like, signed up. It's, it's, it's for the fatherland, so they tell me. Oh, it's a lady in no armor. This will be easy. Oh, no! <laughs> it's the magic bracelets. Well, I think what happens here is because then, like, Superman actually defeats Wonder Woman pretty much. And then Aquaman shows up, like, like yo! And he comes, like, flying in, like, on an orca or something like that. Like, skiing in behind it or something like that. I don't know what it was. They make it sound like it's a lot more epic than it almost needs to be, but it sounds kind of cool at the same time. Comes in, like, riding a, like a, like a seahorse, like it's a motorcycle, and it revs it up, like, boom, boom! <laughs> shoots fire out of its mouth or whatever the fuck. It shoots some, like, some of that weird acid that, like, got uh, Martian Manor, but he's like, oh, uh, don't, don't mind that. That Not the same one. Just saying... Just saying, sometimes they got... I just like to imagine he's riding it like, that thing, like, it's a fucking, like, wave runner. Like, it's just, like, it's tip of its tail, like, just skipping the waves. (laughs) (laughs) But then it's like they have a scene where, actually, like, Aquaman then fights Superman, which is kind of badass, too. Yeah, you kind of... He definitely needs that. He definitely really needs that, because the whole movie, he's, like, just... Like, not the whole movie. It's like laying there, like, Wonder Woman, princess, hold me. Barry, I know you're kind of annoying, but keep talking. It's entertaining, strangely. By the way, I warmed up to the phrase Aquaman. I accept it. Hey, Barry, do that thing where you face through my toes. Feels kind of good. Yeah, gives me this weird. It's kind of a massage on all of my molecules. (laughs) And then uh, from there, uh, Talia, like like Talia, like she starts to merge with uh i don't even think it's her plan originally I think it just kind of happens like she merges with brother eye and becomes almost like brainiac yeah Talia. it's kind of weird that part kind of threw me off i was like oh that's kind of weird but okay I'll, I'll go along with it if that's what it is that's- and this is where you have the narration is batman presses his human flesh lips up to her metal her cold his warm lips up to her cold metal lips <laughs> he looks at his love one last time like that kind of shit like all right all right whatever and he, like, strokes, you know, so Talia basically merges with Brother Eye and dies. And out of that, I want to say Barry, this is where they do that thing, where Barry moves so fast, he merges with the, uh, basically just runs so fast, becomes nothing. Kind of like Crisis on, uh, the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. And I think he does that by, he has, I want to say, he has, like, whatever the, uh, the metal, like the, the, um, 
I want to say he has the central core. I don't remember what it is exactly, but I want to think. Because this is one of those points where it's a lot going on, or if you see it, it's like, oh, okay. But the description's like, wait, what? Like, I want to say he took the main motherboard OMAC or whatever and ran with it until there's nothing left and he died in the process. Yeah, because he had to break this, like, the um, speed barrier. Because he talks about that early on. It's like, hey, Barry, have you ever broke the speed barrier before? He's like, no. I think I might die if I do that. Huh. Well, keep that in mind. We might need that later. And this is probably one of the nicest parts of the movie because he talks about the fastest he's ever gone. He says, "When I do, it's actually very peaceful, and it's kind of it's actually really nice, and I could just enjoy the world and not have to worry about everything collapsing in around me or whatever." And it's just a very small throwaway moment. It's at this moment he says when he's with the other members of the Justice League when they're all incapacitated. And then what he does is he breaks that moment. He like knows he's about to die, and this is probably one of the, the most heartfelt moments uh, i think this is something that like even if a lot of people may have not liked this movie if it came out i think this is still a moment people are like all right well that moment was actually really touching mm-hmm. and he goes over to iris he goes to into his front yard everything's frozen tells her like sorry i had to break a promise all this and that and kisses her and then as he leaves just barely a, a, a tear starts to form in her eye yeah. So she kind of knows in some way she, he's there. Then he just steps out of his front porch, looks at it one last time, and go does what he go, goes take care of what he has to do. Yeah, and then he just runs, runs, runs until he breaks through the speed barrier or whatever, and it takes out the yeah the whole central process or whatever. He's like, if I if I break the speed barrier, it'll destroy all the psychics out there. All these all these fucks reading palms, they're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Small price to pay. Yeah. So he just goes the distance and the I just like to imagine somebody just like in a tent at like a state fair just reading someone's palm. <laughs> Their head just explodes. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> Just yeah. Just explodes. <laughs> People just walk out of that tent just shaking and everything just covered in brains and blood and gore. All the psychics in the world died, but good news, the world didn't just get destroyed, so small price to pay. Yeah, exactly. We can all Google this shit about what we read on our palm, right? <laughs> but yeah, so he does that, and then that just sort of like ends it all almost. And it's just like, oh, Barry had to sacrifice himself, you know, and then they have this big old Justice League funeral or whatever. We, we forgot to mention Wally West joins the fight, and he's wearing kind of like a proto outfit, oh, yeah. like, a, like a little thing he slapped together. And he even says like, I could be Flash Jr., Little Flash, Kid Flash, I don't know. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And you find out that he's the one in the Flash outfit at the end of the, uh, of, in the, in the funeral. And it ends on this note of, like, like, what we, like, it's like, okay, I guess we're gonna have to start making this more of a thing. And then they're all getting ready, like, hey, we got an incoming message coming in. Like, looks like, uh, th- this is one where they're really reaching. They're really reaching, but I'm just glad they still have this moment. It's like, oh, that's kind of another deep cut, too. Like, there's something coming in. Looks kind of like a starfish with tentacles. Aquaman's like, whoa, 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 just don't put the blame on me again. <laughs> That thing is from space. This is more like Clark's friend. Don't assume it's my <laughs> yeah, friend. Probably, like we, we didn't say anything. You know, you just. just put, put, Sorry, just preemptive. So, just not, not used to being part of a team. Used to being king, where everybody so serves much, me and fish nibble at my toes. Massages. <laughs> all right, all right, Arthur. Whatever. And then like they're going in. Actually, forgot we forgot to mention Batman's like. Are we going to be part of this Just League? Aye, aye, aye. Bear, like, Wally's like, I don't know. I'm not Barry. 
Yes, you, you're you you're not Barry, but fuck him, he's dead. You're you're here now. Like, <laughs> okay, you're the speedster. <laughs> yeah. like speedster. We got another guy dressed as red. Like, oh. okay, yeah, hi, yeah, man. And, and then, then Batman's like, from, fuck it, no. And you're like, what do you mean? Oh, you won't be part of the team. He's like, well, you guys are all okay. awesome and got cool powers, and I'm just rich. This is all I am. Smart. I just imagine like just his head down, arms behind his back, just like kicks a rock. Like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no one likes me. You know. <laughs> I'm just brooding, and you know. I mean, I got got a boy as a partner who's now a man. Yeah. But I still call him boy. He doesn't like that. Doesn't return my text. Yeah. He says he's man wing now, and that his hairy chest is hairier than mine, and it's kind of just weird competition. He's kind of right. <laughs> Oh, so I guess that's why he just—I like—I borrowed your phone. I just got suddenly a text of a, t- of a guy named Dick with a hairy chest. That's what the guy. Th- he just said winning. Guy- I don't know. I thought it was a Charlie Sheen thing you guys had going on. I don't know. It's 2009. We can't forget. It's the same guy at the birthday party who's questioning the Alfred thing. He he finds the phone that goes off and sees that picture. He's like, I don't, you know, I don't, don't, don't want to be, you know, making judgments here, but, uh, I mean, how many people get that picture? I don't see a face. I just see a hairy-ass chest. Yeah. It's by a guy named Dick. <laughs> but now, um, no, Batman's all like, oh, well, no one, he's just like, and Superman's like, well, if we need the day, we also need the night. Like, oh, really? Oh, no. All right. Because they all fly off. <laughs> <laughs> Credits just like <laughs> Wally West goes behind Batman and goes on all fours, and Aquaman pushes him over. <laughs> Aquaman just like hops on Wally West's back and he runs away with him, like, like he's a fucking backpack. But yeah, no, it, it yeah. has a moment that like it probably once again like if you're watching it you'd be like oh, okay I kind of get it. it's Batman's just saying like <laughs> you know I'm just a man and I'm not super I'm just a I'm no I'm, I may be a hero but I'm not super and then then they're just like you know what you're cool I know you it's kind of your fault that everyone almost died but yeah come on it's cool we don't gonna judge we're like oh awesome and then that from there. That's they get a call in that Starro is attacking. And then here, here's one thing that's like, you know, I guess they gotta get the name in there. That's like Wally West's like, well, it looks like Starro here is sure angry. He's like, alright, that's kind of a reach, but alright. And then the I guess the final shot of it is them heading off into space. I guess they got a distant shot of Starro coming in, and you see like a distant shot of them in space. I'm guessing maybe Batman in, in a jet, and then Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and Marshmander, and Superman, like, flying in or whatever. Well, because the cool thing about that, though, is then it would have, like, probably the look of, like, the very first Justice League cover. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I think that, I'm like, that actually is pretty cool. I'm surprised nobody's really done that yet. You know what I mean? Plus, the thing about using Star, I feel like, is it gives it that, like, because, you know, mostly always, like, the DC movies have always been kind of, like, grounded in reality-type characters. It doesn't really matter which one it is. By throwing in Star, you get that really fucking weird, like, you know, outer space. I want for them fighting Star. Yeah. He doesn't need to be the main villain, but he'd be cool. It's kind of like, you know what? It'd be a cool, I mean, for Justice movie... League 2, if there was one after it, that that was the very beginning of the movie, it was them fighting Star. Or it's like, or if it was, like, a something kind of like Guardians of Galaxy 2. Like, the very opening of the movie, they find that octopus thing. Like, maybe the next Justice League movie, like, 
that's just the oh, it's just the first fight of the movie. We just beat this guy. We move on to the real thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It'd be a perfect like intro kind of battle. You know, not having like you know Green Lantern dance to like dun dun dun. Uh, <laughs> Just like, like yeah, I know it sounds like the intro to Guardians of the Galaxy 2 now. No, not like having him to Electric yeah. Light Orchestra or something like Mr. that. Like, Blue. John, get back in the fight! He's fucking dancing. Construct something, John! <laughs> Everybody's getting thrown around and stuff in the background. Like, I don't know, he just jumps up and, like, right, like, in that m- one part of the bam, 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 he just, just jumps up, like, clicks his heels, like, freeze frame, like, <laughs> Justice League 2. <laughs> The sun is shining at the night. <laughs> they really do whatever they can to scrub away the dark, brooding Snyderverse thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, this got funny here. I, I like the script of the Batman part where <laughs> like, he's leaving because it's like that, where it's just like, where Superman's like, this isn't the time to get back to your cave to work alone. It's not that. Batman looks down all sad. Don't belong here with you. All of you. You have powers. You have cool shit. <laughs> just shit on that. Just like lay it down. Oh, I'm not the Batman. Just a mask I wear. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls off the mask. Like, yeah, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm rich. I'm fucking sexy. That's all I got. I have one weakness though. Be human. And Talia says I don't love. <laughs> She's right. I can't. I tried I'm too it once. Rich to love. Well, I tried it many a times, actually. Cause you know what Dad always said: can't try something once, and bo- no boy of mine will ever fail. So I kept trying it for Dad's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just love like, "No, Bruce, that's your strength. Our strength. Feel the super yeah. cock. <laughs> Feel it." <laughs> Suddenly, a super orgy breaks out amongst the so- what was once a quiet fortress of solitude is now a base of moans. And Starro just fun. lands on top and just starts humping away right before the credits roll. <laughs> it just goes into that fucking very wordy narration in this. <laughs> yeah, no, so, uh, final thoughts on this. Um, you know, I liked it, but... When I first heard the initial story and heard the major beats, I thought I'd like it a lot more. At the end of the day, I actually like the uh, the, the uh, Zack Snyder movie we got. I, I think that if Zack Snyder got to actually make the movie he really wanted to make, I think we would have got something better. But compared to what I'm reading here, like I think it, this has the potential to be better than the Zack Snyder movie we got. All that being said, though, I think I still like the movie, the Zack Snyder movie more than this. Well, here's the thing. It's like, I fucking love the Zack Snyder movie already. Like, that to me is one of the most perfectly made superhero movies out there. I know contrary to popular belief to everybody else seems like, but I think that movie's just super dialed in. This one's just, what I like about this one, though, is it just has some kind of, like, ballsy kind of interesting choices that I feel like, granted, if this movie was made, you know that some of the stuff would be kind of probably cut out. You know, like certain characters yeah. and certain references. I I feel like that's like in a script and it's kind of cool, but you know that when the movie was kind of said and done, I'd, I'd be kind of surprised if some of these things were still in here. But like to see it... I'm just wondering... Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, just to see it with like the entire 
Justice League. You got Martian Manhunter. You got everybody in here. Because Martian Manhunter is the guy who gets fucking shoehorned out nowadays. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Cyborg and all, but, like, can't we have broom for Martian Manhunter, too? Even if he's just mm-hmm. serving fucking drinks somewhere? I mean, like, I'm... That's fine with me. Yeah. I, I think that, um... I like the idea of opening up on a movie, and these characters have already been doing it for a while, and you don't need these heavy, in-depth, uh exposition of how they got there what they are I'm, I'm okay with that i just think this there are some weird choices i think the weirdest choice is that a lot of these characters are incapacitated <laughs> or fucked up for more than half the movie it seems and there's not really a big action scene i mean okay yeah martian manhunter catching on fire which is kind of funny <laughs> like driving his car. The, the best part is he's driving down the road like that that to me just makes it 10 times it's literally like that scene in lord of the rings where that guy's son in the third movie like, is pretty much getting burned, like, at a funeral. And then he gets up, and he's on fire. That's funny enough. He, oh, the guy the guy reaches for his son, yeah. and then he catches on fire, then runs well, down. Well, then he the- just runs, and he's running on fire, and that's super fucking funny. But then to top it all off, they find a way. He jumps off, like, the tallest building in all of, like, Middle Earth. And that makes it extraordinarily funny. That was a part I, <laughs> that for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> No, but, like, the whole thing is, I, I just think it seems kind of um, weird that, that you, this is the first time you're shown a lot of these characters. This could be a lot of people's first time you see these characters. Yeah, nearly everybody knows Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, and this would have been Wonder Woman's first time on screen, a uh, big screen. Yeah. But at the same time, it just feels weird that their first choice is to have them knocked down. Like, I think it's more of a sequel movie. Or you could have maybe a Tower of Babel-esque story where... They're being attacked, but they're not incapacitated for the whole time. You know what I mean? So something... Tower of Babel is a good way to bring everyone together. At the exact same time, though, I think there's a better way to keep the people... Keep the characters out of action for a very long time. And then there's also just, like, the weird choices of just, like... Aquaman's scared of water for a minute. And... Green Lantern doesn't really do anything until he helps pull the, the bug out of Aquaman's head or whatever. And then... You know, he does some cool shit fighting at the end. Like, I think they really give Green Lantern and Aquaman the the bench for a good portion of this movie. Yeah. But all that being said, and I, but I think it's a ballsy choice to focus on a main character and then kill him off and then pass it on to his sidekick for his future mo- movies. That's an interesting concept, and I like yeah. that. That's actually because... You don't expect that. And they do a good bait-and-switch thing with someone's dead. Aquaman, Batman's not there at the funeral. What's up? Oh, wait, he is there. He was just the last one to drop. It's like, sorry, I'm late, guys. Here's a rose. <laughs> yeah, one of those ones there, too. And, uh, well, I, think, I guess they wanted... Well, they get across in the script. I, I don't know if they wanted you to make you think that maybe Batman was dead at the beginning. I'm not too sure if that... I feel like they did, because they, they said everybody but Batman is there. Yeah. And there's a funeral. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if they're kind of hitting it. That's what they want you to think for some reason. Though like, he shows up, like, not that far off from now. But, um... Well, I think for the most part, it's like... I think the end of the script is actually, like, really strong. Like, the... Because I could, I could yeah. just see that being just a totally badass action scene. I do think, yeah, it's the fact that, like... For the longest time they, they literally do like the ninja turtles thing but like because even the ninja turtles one like i'm wrong like i love that movie a lot but i always thought that it is they are up there at that cabin or whatever for a little bit of time it, it's not that it's boring or anything like that and i know they're trying to find their way and it has that kind of metaphor going on but well, it feels like like they're like you know like, we got to get Raphael clean we got to get him off the sh- off the shit you know that's <laughs> yeah. kind of what it feels he's <laughs> the one the in the b- pool in the hot like in the in the fucking bathtub the whole time just saying it's okay man it's okay. leo's sitting there so, to make sure he doesn't uh, get up and try to run back to the city 
<laughs> Try to hitch a ride back with some dirty hippies. Get I'm just calling Tony V. I'm just calling Tony V. Tony V's your dealer. No, man, he's straight. He's clean. Just stay, man. Just stay. No! <laughs> That's how it feels like in this one. It's like, I, I, maybe the thing, too, it's like, I, I kind of get they want to kind of take out each character, but they almost all get kind of taken out by the weird little nanobots. That's the kind of the weird part there. It almost feels like you've got all these superheroes and they're getting taken out. I mean, I guess that's kind of the thing. It's like, shit, they're superheroes, and guess what takes them out? A fucking mosquito robot. Mosquito robot or just weird situation. Yeah, I, it's one of those things. I, I, I liked it, and I enjoyed it, but it's not like... I thought I was going to like it a lot more. When I first heard the concepts and what they are planning to do... I was initially like, you know what, that sounds better than what we got. Then I read it, and like, well, things would have changed, and I've said this before, and I'm not the only one to say it, but um, it's like, I think you could actually have a, a, an okay script, but then be made into a good movie with the right direction and right production. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it's easier to save a bad script with good directing and everything else. I'm not saying the script's bad. It's a little clunky, and I'm not sure if this is the first draft or how many drafts they got through before, because they were, like, weeks away from filming. They are like, going to, like, I think I think uh, Adam Brody said in an interview, he was on Smodcast one time, I think he said they were going to, they were, like, two weeks away from starting to film. And then they just... Pulled the plug. Stopped. They, they pulled the plug because they didn't want it to contradict with um, Dark Knight Rises and then other DC projects... Because they were like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to have these DC movies and whatever they happen, happen. And then we're going to have one that's own separate universe that's connected to everything. So, and like, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. But it's one of those things where, and not, a, not a perfect script, but definitely an enjoyable script. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking it's probably a pretty later day script anyways. Because it, it doesn't come across like a, you know, like an early draft script. It definitely kind of feels like something that was a little bit more thought out and kind of doctored up and so on as time went on but um yeah as well as i think what this is the one thing that's kind of missing in there i think they just needed one real strong villain because they just kind of had like thinking villains they really needed like somebody else in there just to be like the force and i think that like instead of having everybody kind of getting taken out by like mosquitoes and nanobots and robots and shit like that somebody should have got just taken out by just a straight up fight you know what i mean yeah the three the three villains they had was essentially omac which is more or less kind of like an Ultron-like villain minus the personality. And then you have Maxwell, Maxwell Lord and Talia. Yeah. And I think um, his Brother Eye, is that some weird deep-cut villain? I'm going to actually look that up real quick. I'm curious if Brother Eye I almost want to say that weird... that's what they call Batman's like computer thing. And, Brother uh, Eye. Shit, and... Um... Brother Eye DC. But yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's kind of that that is like the computer that makes OMAC and that kind of thing. So yeah, okay. That's a thing, but at the same time though, you don't really So it's kinda of like an Ultron like satellite type deal. Alright, so Yeah, I, I just okay. feel like that that's all they really needed was just maybe one other thing and cause I just feel Yeah, just to kinda of have maybe just to diverse it up, just instead of everybody just being like infected. Yeah. Essentially, I've seen this character before. I don't know it super well, but I've seen it before. But it's like, um, essentially looks like Starro if he was a satellite. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. 
No, I, I think overall it, it is an interesting one, and if it did play out, I think it still would have been pretty sweet, because it's not just like, yeah, you kind of read it, but then once you finally see it, once it's made, it's kind of a little bit different, because, you know, scripts are always kind of one of those ones, like, you know, they're, they're not like, as, I feel like a script is never like nearly like as complete as, say, like, if somebody made a comic book, or if somebody made like a novel. Like, a script just has to get the, the point across, almost. And then you're going to add the rest in as you kind of make it. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like scripts aren't, like, nearly, like, as golden unless you're, like, one of those directors that follows it by the script and, like, doesn't stray away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it seems like, as always, people are always changing their scripts along the way. It's kind of weird when people do that. It's like, I don't know. I've always kind of learned, like, when I write scripts, I like to have my scripts solid. And once my script's solid, I don't change it really too much from that point on. Like, I keep it pretty much, like, 99% locked in. You know? It's just like, no, no, no. This is how we go. That's what's going on. There are times, there are times where I, I kind of know what you mean and don't want to go too much on the way we do shit or anything. But there are times where I'd be working on something, I'm like I really like this character that I made. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Ugh. I put too much detail in this guy. And I don't want to draw this much detail every single time I got to bring this character in the scene. So guess what? He dies in the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else carry this uh, this plot point on. Yeah, you know. But yeah, for mostly for my stuff, it's always like I, I keep it like once the script's kind of solid. It really doesn't change. I mean, every once in a while I might go, ah, I can probably reword this maybe a little bit better, or I can make this a little bit more funnier or something like that. But beyond like that, you know, for the most part, it's like, it's there, it's good to go. Where like, whenever you hear about the, some of those things, like I always feel like, I know it's kind of going off a tangent, but like Alien 3, where like they're changing the script like every single day, it's like, the fuck are you changing the script every single day? It's fucking Alien 3, you know what I mean? Like how fucking hard is it? To, like what, you can't follow like what the alien's doing? Like shit, come on. <laughs> It tries to fucking kill shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, why does that script need to change? Like, all the t- like that to me is always so goofy whenever you hear that kind of stuff. I mean, I get if there's, like, maybe, like, oh, something happens. Like, this actor died halfway through production. Oh, shit, we got to kind of rewrite this around. That makes sense. But beyond that, like... Well, that something like Alien 3 sounds those more like just too many producers in the kitchen, and they all kind of <laughs> need to put their stamps so they could so they could say that was my idea. I did that. I did that too. Or you know, writers, producers, whatever. Well, yeah, and and that that mostly always is kind of the case is that you get too many people's hands in the cookie jar, and everybody wants a fucking cookie. And you know, I'm just making a bunch of suits, just like I'm <laughs> a cookie. This guy just puts his whole head in there, like you can't get it now, can't get it now. It's just like a glass jar, his face just sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> then he suffocates and dies they're all pointing and laughing at him and then one guy goes up and hits him with like a hammer and then he just starts grabbing the cookies out of there <laughs> but um but yeah I, I think that's kind of what was the problem but I do think that this Justice League one would be kind of a, a neat one see this would be like one of those projects where I just feel like one's, one's like this would be a cool thing for DC just to do just to like a kind of like a what if thing just make a comic book of it you know what I mean that wouldn't cost you any money, really, as far as DC is concerned. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, like, what? You're going to hire five guys to put this together? You know what I mean? You pay five guys to put this together. You know, you could stretch it out for, like, a year if you want to, make it 12 issues. It's not like you're hiring, like, uh, you know, Scott Snyder or or, or Tom, uh, Tom King or Jeff Johns. Well, you, you, you'd get them for issues. Yeah, you'd get them for, like, maybe. Yeah, not writer-wise, you would. Get Jim Lee to put out some couple, issues. Couple Jim Lee's not going to. Jim Lee's not going to. He's going to get Jim Lee for covers. Jim Lee's not going to draw all this shit. Fuck that. Yeah, but, you know, like, this is. I would, I'd love it if he did, but he, he barely ever does a whole book now. I mean, he just does covers and then editorials. Yeah. 
So it's like one of those ones like you literally could just get like the row C of DC like artists put together because once again you already got the, the script and so on and just do that because I think that's one of the coolest things is you see that happens with like kind of more like scripts for like things like you know like they did it like Kevin Smith's like Green Hornet and so on but like they're, they're always kind of things that are like even more obscure like something like this feels like Warner Brothers you have this DC you have this why not just do it and because you're just gonna sell it as we're doing it this is just a script in comic book form you know what I mean like. Wouldn't be interesting. What if they just did it like they did it? They did like some of these unproduced like movies as DC Universe movies. Yeah, I mean, I know they already kind of did a Power of Babel movie with uh, Justice League Doom, mm-hmm. but I mean, might as well just say, hey, here is the animated version of a script that never got made. Yeah, I, I just feel like there's a lot of selling point to that because I think. Even people that may- maybe never even knew about the script, but if you kind of sold it like this, it'd be like, you know, here's, a, you know, in a sense, the unproduced script getting turned into either a comic book or an animated movie. I think there'd be a lot, a lot of more interest in this than you'd think. Yeah, I mean, imagine if they did that with the Superman Lives scripts. Yeah, like that one, too, because that one has, like, the biggest talk of them all. Like, you know what I mean? Most people know what that is, even if they have no idea really who Superman is at the end of the day. So, I, I just feel there-, there-, there is a lot of neat things that could be done with these kind of unproduced scripts, especially when it comes to things like, you know, like a Justice League one. Like, why not? Like, what do you got to lose? I mean, you've only made, like, you know, a thousand plus Justice League stories before. What's one more that you can just kind of turn into a comic? Or an animated one, even. But, I don't know. Cool stuff. Definitely one of those ones, like, I will say, I I still thought it was pretty good, you know? But it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Jurassic Park. The Jurassic Park one was just kind of, like, interesting and okay. Jurassic Park was just okay. Uh, This one... Was good, but not perfect. I just liked it. Was it, was it Mario, Mario Brothers? I was perfect. That, that, that one holds Mario up. Brothers script. That was surprise. I mean, I figured I'd like it, but that was like, oh my god, this is like, this is like, so, I really like that script a lot. The original script for that movie. I mean, I like the movie we got plump fine. I love yeah, that's that one of my favorite movies got, of all time. But, just, but but this that script though, just it's kind of like if if the production matches the if the if the production quality matched that script, the, the the quality of that script, I think you'd have probably like, oh, this is like a starting off pretty strong for your first video game movie. Yeah, exactly, you know. But um, but yeah, fun stuff to be had. We'll find more scripts along the way that are always neat ones. There's so many cool stuff out there. But um, till then, you can always check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comics, movies, music, all that fun stuff. Pizza Boys issue seven is out there. Find it, you know, through oldmanorange.com. You know, but it's on Comic Central, Amazon Kindle, and soon to be on Comicsology. Well, when it gets to that point. But um, till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again. We're out of here.